0: want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com this is three hours of the very best entitled parent stories starting off with what i can only describe as one of the most disgusting posts i've ever read mother let her child pee in the middle of the store I'm walking through target picking up a few things I head to the sporting goods section to pick up an air mattress for my friend who is staying with me for her vacation As I turn a corner, there's a woman holding her daughter's dress aside and letting her pee right there in the middle of the aisle This child is maybe 18 months old and in most cases would be in diapers. Nope just the dress and nothing under it. The daughter was finishing as I came around the corner. The mother glared at me and led her child away, leaving me standing there in shock. I let a store employee know and they sighed and muttered something about, oh God, not again. And they call for the maintenance team to clean up the area. What the heck? It's not that often this happens, but I'm genuinely lost for words after that. What have I just read? And the craziest thing about this entire story is that the employee said, not again. Not again. This has happened before. This is a common occurrence. What is going on in the world? I mean, seriously, is it that hard just to put a diaper on your kid? Apparently it is mental mental scenes remind me never to go to target entitled parent and child try to make my high school paint over a student's memorial okay so a bit of context for this story at the start of each school year my high school's new seniors get assigned a parking space for the rest of the year once you're assigned your spots it's a fun rite of passage to paint it which the school provides the paint for and gives a day of class for all seniors to go and paint this tradition has been going on for four years now Three years ago, a senior student in my school was killed in a car crash along with her younger brother and mum. Her painted car park reads, this is Jane's car park, the best girl in the world, back off, and has tons of gorgeous flowers painted on it. After she passed away, all of the seniors from her year wrote beautiful messages to her on her car park in Sharpie. Since then whoever was assigned her spot has never painted over it It's an unspoken rule that if you get her park you simply go and help someone else paint theirs for the day This story takes place at the start of the year around march Which is when australian students start their school year in the first week of school The rest of the senior cohort and I received our car park allocations I was given the park two spots down from jane's, which is how I know what went down So it was car park painting day All the seniors headed down to the school's park and went about finding our spots, which have little numbers in front of them, like A1, A2, etc. I find mine pretty quickly and go about sketching out my design in chalk. A few minutes later, I hear someone swearing beside me. I look up and see Liam standing over Jane's spot, complaining loudly about having to park in the dead girl's spot and that he was going to be cursed. I roll my eyes, but ignore him, and he leaves. Until a few minutes later, when he comes back with paint... Now I actually knew jane for the first two years of high school as she was in my role marking class So there was no way I was gonna let someone paint over her memorial I stand up and walk over to liam who's struggling to get the lid off of the painting I figure that maybe he just isn't aware of the unspoken rule So I stand in jane's park and gesture to his painting. Nah, we don't paint over jane's spot. I say It's just kind of an unwritten rule out of respect But liam looks up at me and scoffs dismissively. Nah, he says I was assigned this spot to paint, so I'm going to paint it. It's been ages since she died. The boy on the other side of him looks over and shakes his head and says, don't paint it, dude. That's messed up. But Liam ignores him and continues trying to get the lid off the paint. A lot of people are listening in now and the girl in the spot behind him goes and fetches a teacher. The teacher takes Liam aside and tells him that he isn't allowed to paint over Jane's memorial and that he can be reassigned to the one remaining parking spots. Liam refuses, saying that the available spot is at a really awkward angle to park in. It isn't and he wants Jane's. the teacher says okay but no painting liam comes back and sits on the side of the park grumbling i considered offering him my spot as i'm terrible at painting anyway but i decided he didn't deserve it cut to two days after the incident i get to school early as i'm doing volunteer hours in the uniform shop as i'm folding i overhear two admin staff Talking about the crazy lady that barged her way into the principal's office yesterday morning It turns out that liam's mum came all the way down to school Just to chew out the principal for not letting her son paint his park and that they have another meeting scheduled for the next day Wow crazy, I think but I don't pay it too much mind two days later I'm called into the principal's office in the first period. I walk in and I see the principal at his desk But liam his entitled mother and the boy who told liam not to paint the park are also all in the room The principal greets me and I stand somewhat awkwardly by the door as there are no remaining seats Opie and jake the principal gestures to me and the boy We're here today to talk about the events on monday Liam and his mum are saying that you two tried to get physical with him when he wanted to paint his park Jake and I look at each other and both give an awkward half laugh Sir, he starts. We didn't go anywhere. I know what you two did. The entitled mother cuts him off. We all look at her in surprise. The principal says, if you could just let Jake finish his sentence. Are you trying to tell me you don't believe my son? Of course, they're going to say they didn't do it. It's two against one. She squawks. There were lots of other students that day who I'm sure. No, they all hate my boy. It's because of his race. They single him out. Now, something really important to note here is that Liam Is white. I am white. The principal is white. His mum is white. Now, Jake is black, but this is a predominantly white school. We all sit there in silence, the entitled mum huffing and puffing, while Liam has gone very red. The principal pauses, then tells Jake to finish recounting his story. Jake explains what happened, and I back him up. The mother makes snide comments throughout, but we all ignore her. The principal thanks us and tells us we can go, despite the entire mum's protests, and that he'll be asking the teacher on duty what happened. Now I wish a good update on what happened afterwards, but neither Jake or I really know. We were never called back into the office and Jane's parking spot remains the same. Liam now uses the spot that he previously declined, but interestingly, he never chose to paint it. Jake and I talked about it a few weeks after being called into the office, and he said that the school called his parents to inform them about the meeting, but the school never reached out to mine. Some good did come of this though. Jake and I started talking, and he asked me to be his date to our formal in a few weeks. I said yes. First of all, before we even get into how entitled this mum and her son are, that's a really cool tradition, and I love that it's still ongoing even to this day. I mean, the painting of the parking spots alone is a fantastic idea, and the fact that you've left Jane's Park as it was, lovely touch. Now we get on to this kid uh, uh, brain cells, my brother. Where, where have they gone? And then we get on to his mum, who's uh, even worse. I mean, mental, a little bit of understanding and, and just compassion would be great for a girl, a student. That's died. I'll never understand entitled people. You're confusing my kids. I was wearing pants I am a 24 year old woman and I live in the part of ontario canada with a heavy mennonite population If you don't know what mennonite is think a mild version of amish Some will dress very modestly causing visitors from outside ontario to mistake them for amish type a Others were dressed more modern but still remain modest no shoulder showing and women wore pants Type B. I am not Mennonite at all, outside of my legal middle name after my mum's best friend, who is Type B Mennonites. I live downtown at the heart of Mennonite Central, so I will occasionally go to the restaurants that are there. Mennonite food is much better than a lot of the stuff served at the grocery store or a regular chain restaurant. One day, when I was 22, while waiting for my food as I was on my way somewhere, I was scrolling my phone looking at memes. Suddenly, A type a mennonite approached me. Excuse me miss. I put my phone in my pocket and looked over Sorry, am I in your way? No, you need to go and change into something more appropriate I was confused. Do I have a hole in my pants? I should buy new pants. That's the problem You're wearing pants now. I'm even more confused. Sorry, you're confusing my kids They thought you were a boy who refused to cut his hair. I look at my hair. I am due for a haircut But so what does my hair have to do with your complaint? Your outfit is confusing my kids They're gonna think it's okay for girls to wear pants. Now i'm getting annoyed. Look i'm not mennonites That's all you need to know more and more girls in this town are wearing pants and shorts I don't even own a dress now If you don't mind I need to eat this and get to where I need to go before this gets ugly My order gets called, and I grab my food I go to leave when the woman grabs me. Your parents should be ashamed of you for leaving the church. I hope they shunned you. My parents aren't men and I either. Now let me go, please. Not until you... Her husband thankfully pulls her off me. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Have a good day, miss. Thanks, you too. I left the restaurant and ate my food. I know this isn't very climactic, but I only remembered this story when I showed up the other day to get a sandwich from them. It makes me wonder if they were new to the area or they don't go into town often. Once again, I feel like I say this with a lot of entitled parent stories that I see on this subreddit that are based on religion It's okay to be religious and, and follow whatever sort of religion you want to do It's your choice and that's absolutely fine But the problems start to arise when you start pushing your religion onto other people that have nothing to do with it And want nothing to do with it That is too far As we saw here, OP is not a Mennonite, therefore they can wear what they want That should be obvious Apparently it's not Parents prefer incest over me being happy I am a 21-year-old man, and I've been in a surprisingly successful relationship for the past year and a half, ever since I moved to Europe to start my studies. I honestly didn't think I'd hold it together this long, but hey, the girl actually likes me. Shocker. She's honestly perfect. Spiritually, she is a neckbeard, and I love her for it. My parents, though, not so much. Not because of her personality, they don't care about little things like that, She's european and that's the problem. My parents belong to a minority in the middle east We believe in a lot of things But the kicker is that if you marry outside your faith you get excommunicated disowned not allowed back in the village the whole shazam and since there's so few of us privileges are handed out so that finding the love of your life would still be possible dude down the street ard oh, a child it's fine we'll just introduce my daughter to him i'm sure he's a good man son fell in love with your niece ah oh, it's fine manners of the heart are complicated your daughter fell in love with an englishman after eight years of living in england Burn her at the stake i feel like my mum genuinely thought that i was going to move back home to the village and meet someone there like she and her siblings did but surprise surprise i wasn't a fan of it especially since her siblings consist of her sister who married a man 20 years younger than her her brother who married his cousin and her other brother who's on his third marriage with a woman who can only be described as a vanilla flavored biscuit. ever since i got into a relationship my parents have been relatively supportive i feel like my mum was just glad i'm not gay since i wasn't like the other boys in high school and my dad in true dad fashion was just happy i was getting some one and a half years later they started showing their concern my dad regularly sits me down for talks about our heritage and my mom regularly jokes about setting me up with a future bride Whenever I bring up something remotely serious about my girlfriend, they get visibly upset I'm in a position right now where I possibly have to move cities The fact that I want to stay where I am because i'm not exactly enthusiastic about leaving my girlfriend and the life i've built here caused them to short circuit all of a sudden my poor academic performance wasn't due to my many mental health problems or covid or just my lack of interest in the subject it was the witch the witch who seduced me and led me astray because their golden boy is definitely incapable of making poor decisions himself so yeah it got to a point where they're trying their hardest to force me to move cities just to get away from my girlfriend they're arguing about it every phone call now And if I just give it time, they're going to add the financial pressure on top of that. That's fun. I just really hope they mellow out soon. If not for me, for my siblings' sakes. I'm the oldest, so I get the brunt of the generational friction, but I only hope it gets better when they get older. Okay, let me get this straight. Your parents are literally advocating an ingrown family tree. That is very normal, first of all. Second of all, biologically, that can't be good. And thirdly, don't talk to them again and do what makes you happy i mean i would have thought that most parents have their children's happiness in their interest but clearly not again very strange i get that it's a, a cultural thing but to this extent incest nah entitled lady tries to challenge a semi with her vehicle i always thought that a lot of these entitled people's stories in this thread are false and made up today i was proven wrong entitled people do exist so i drive a semi for a living delivering pallets of merchandise to local stores local roads aren't easy to maneuver with 18 wheelers so oftentimes i took up a lot of space whenever i tried to make a turn most drivers are nice and understanding though they usually move out of the way or back up to give me some room without hesitation and some even drove out of their corner street parking spot and parked in another spot just so i could use their space to make a tight turn lots of nice drivers. However, today I met the rare unsung hero that made this story possible. This morning, I was driving on a single lane, two-way road, and I needed to make a right turn at the end of the street so I could make my first delivery, which is a couple yards away from the T-junction. The T-junction has a stop sign only for my lane, so it's quite a dangerous turn since the incoming traffic doesn't need to stop. The street I'm turning into is a double lane, two-way road, but there's a construction at the corner of the road, occupying the right lane. That means I have to swing wide, taking up the left lane of the other way so I don't cause an accident in the construction zone. So, as soon as I saw that both ways were clear, I made the turn carefully. Some vehicles came last minute from the other way, but they saw the construction and understood, and all of them moved to their right lane, giving me space. All but one. This lady came out from the other way to the front of my truck before I finished making the turn, forcing me to perform sudden braking, which she does as well. Then she was pressing hard on her horn She then started yelling something that I couldn't understand mostly because she was still honking But also because our windows are rolled up She's inching closer to my truck that's at a standstill while gesturing me to move out of the way Her turn signal is on indicating that she's about to turn left I just gestured to her as well shrugging my shoulders making sure she knows like what am I supposed to do? I can't back up There's another truck behind me waiting for me to finish my turn if I back up I'll hit the truck with my trailer tail mind you It only takes me a few seconds to complete the turn and there are no cars behind her because apparently other drivers understood to at least Give a truck some space to finish a turn especially when the roads are tight I also saw some vehicles turning behind me from their right lane So there's no excuse that this karen of a driver can't do the same by now She was honking probably for a full minute refusing to reverse This caught the attention of the construction workers also this causes a traffic jam from the left side of the t-junction and also behind me people were furious but she wouldn't move one of the construction workers told the lady to just move back and give me some room to finish my turn but she wouldn't budge she just yelled something at him while still pressing on her horn after a while i had enough of her i released my brakes and i started to inch closer towards her I had no intention of causing any damage. I just hoped that she'd get scared by my threat and move backwards What do you know? It worked her eyes widened She panicked for a bit switched her gear shift to reverse and started moving backwards I didn't give her any room to move forward again I just kept inching forward while she was moving backwards until I saw that my trailer was safe to finish the turn Then i'm back to my own lane Karen gave me a death glare, but I did the same to her I also stick my tongue out to her because why not then the most hilarious thing happens from my side mirror i saw the construction workers clapping and cheering for me also the truck behind me also made their turn giving karen no space to move forward again then the vehicles on the left side of the t-junction just kept going not letting karen make her turn it was glorious i made it to my delivery about five minutes late but it was totally worth it so this woman was literally playing chicken with a semi how stupid do you have to be even if you're the one in the right in this situation you just get out the way what are you gonna do in your car even if you've got like an suv or something you're up against a semi Uh, What I mean the best part about the story as you said at the end is the fact that everyone involved in this incident or just watching on Including the construction workers knew that you were in the right, but this woman. Oh god. Just what a disgrace to humanity you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host disowned daughter passed away from stress so my mother has been and continues to make my life less than enjoyable one particular thing i want to get off my chest is what happened when i was 12 i have or had twin sisters who were 15 at the time their names are sarah and bess our mum left our dad to be with a total idiot of a man. This man would buy food and put his name on it so that we couldn't eat it. He grabbed me by my neck for walking out of the kitchen with food in my mouth, called us horrible names, all the while my mum knew, obviously. We were never allowed to tell our father what was happening. Our mum would tell us, "What happens in my house stays in my house. Your dad doesn't need to know, and you better not tell him." One night, Beth had enough of my mum's new man and called our dad. My mum listened in on another phone. This is back in the good old 90s. After she heard Bess confiding in our dad about what was going on, my mum was furious. She told Bess she was no longer her daughter, told her the sight of her face made her sick, banished her to her room completely besides using the toilets. This went on for about one to two weeks. Well, all the stress from everything triggered a heart condition we didn't know Bess had to flare up, and she actually went into cardiac arrest one morning and died. Dead at 15. My mum will never admit to the past has never made things right acts as if it never happened I recently went no contact with her and if you read another of my posts, you'll see why I have never healed from this I mean, wow, what a tragic way to start this episode that is just downright depressing The fact that your mom still hasn't taken ownership of the situation she caused after so many years is just downright abusive. I cannot believe she's acted this way and i'm so so sorry for your loss Karen nearly attacked me because of a shirt So recently I a 30 year old woman went on vacation while on vacation I stopped at a couple of those wacky tourist shops You know the ones filled with crazy shot glasses and t-shirts while in one of them The cashier was wearing a shirt that said not today karen. I told her I thought the shirt was funny and she then tells me that they sell the shirt in the store i of course rushed to buy one fast forward a couple of days and i'm back home from my vacation i decided to go out for dinner instead of cooking so i tossed on some clothes and headed to my favorite sushi place i hadn't realized until i got there that i tossed on my new not today karen t-shirts honestly i didn't think anything would happen because come on it's a t-shirt but i was wrong i go in eat my fill of yummy sushi and leave As I'm heading to my car, I hear someone dramatically gasp in shock and then say loudly, How dare you? I turn to see what's going on, only to be met with a Karen marching right up to me, dragging her, I'd say, four-year-old-looking daughter with her. She was the typical Karen, from her haircut to her overly-priced, ill-fitting clothes. This bleach-blonde menace gets right up in my face and starts shouting at me, How dare you wear such an offensive shirt? that is a racist term you might as well be wearing a shirt with the n-word on it mind you she didn't say the n-word but the actual word with a hard r her daughter started wailing because her mother was screaming and i kind of think because every time i took a step back trying to avoid the literal spit flying from her mouth she would sharply step forward jerking the kid with her as soon as she noticed her daughter crying she started screaming about how i'm scaring her with my offensive shirt She just kept going on and on, getting louder with every word. You should be ashamed of yourself. She jabbed her finger at me and started shouting about how people like you should be arrested for hate crimes. I rolled my eyes and turned to leave. I was full of sushi and honestly, I couldn't care less about her BS. I barely took a step forward when I was shoved from behind and nearly fell over. Don't you dare walk away from me, you dog. I readjusted myself, walked up in her face and said calmly, touch me again and see what happens she backed up and started shouting about how dare i threaten her and her daughter i said she's the one who shoved me and if she tried that again she would regret it she started screaming about how i assaulted her and her daughter Someone call the police Apparently, karen didn't know that the sushi shop. I was just in is a local favorite of the police There were two officers in there eating and they both witnessed the whole thing I'm also a bit buddy buddy with the police that frequent the sushi place because one of my close family friends is an officer And he always talked about me like I was his kid Also, whenever I go there, I usually help pay for their meals as a thank you for their service one of the officers in there recognized me and came out As soon as karen saw them she ran up to them again dragging her poor wailing child with her and said i'd assaulted her And was calling her horrible racist terms the one cop i'll call her marge walks over to me and asks me what started it Now marge and I somewhat know each other Her training officer was my family friend and the two were as close of friends as he was with my family I told her what happened and had to explain the whole karen joke with her She laughed told me I could go and that she would handle it I thanked her and turned to leave. As soon as Karen noticed I was leaving, she screamed louder, saying, how dare you let that dog get away with a hate crime? I left without any more fuss. I'm not sure what happened to Karen. I'm sure the next time I see Mars, she'll let me know. I can't believe that I got attacked by a Karen over a shirt. Now guys, a question. Would you wear a t-shirt that says, not today, Karen? Because I think I would. And I think although it would encourage more interactions like this one, it would be quite fun. What do you reckon? Should I release one? I can make one. It'll be good. I've got a merch store as you guys know Would you like to see that shirt on my store? I can make it pretty sick. Let me know down below Entitled Mum" was unhappy that I didn't choose an equal number of boy and girl volunteers Despite needing an odd number. I was reminded of this today when it popped up in my facebook memories I think it fits here. I used to work for a children's science company One of the things we did was I was paid by the local water company to write a show teaching children about the importance of saving water and ways to do this It was a 45 to 60 minute show featuring a lot of big over-the-top experiments to both entertain and educate the kids The whole show was funded by the water company. So the schools get a free show As such every school wanted the show and we were performing multiple shows every day for a solid few months. Anyway, enough backstory. Myself and my colleague were at a school performing the water show, teaching the kids about the importance of saving water in our own inimitable, irreverent way. The school had invited parents into the assembly, so we had about 30 or so parents seated at the back of the hall. After the show, which went down an absolute treat, a parent came up to speak to me. My colleague had gone to take some equipment to the car, so it was just myself. This was the entitled mum of this story. Hello, do you mind if I have a quick word? Of course not. Well, let me start off by telling you how fantastic that show was. I was already waiting for the butt. Thank you very much. But my internal monologue, there it is. I was wondering if you'd noticed that you picked more boys than girls as your volunteers rather than an equal number of each. You're asking me if I realized that I didn't pick an equal number of boys and girls as my volunteers. Yes. Yes. Yes, I was aware of this. Mainly because we need an odd number of volunteers in the show. It's very difficult to keep the numbers equal when the total number is odd. The entitled mum looks at me while trying to think. Did you notice that while we picked four boys and two girls for the aquifer experiments, we picked a girl as the solo volunteer for the toothbrushing experiments? And the toothbrushing volunteer does a lot more than the aquifer volunteers do. So yesterday, when we did this exact same show in a different school, we had four girls and two boys for the aquifer experiments and then a boy for the toothbrush. We always try and keep things as fair as possible. Well, I'm just saying because my daughters were here today and I want them to enjoy science. Well, hopefully they did. I also noticed that on your banner, she indicates a pop-up banner off to one side, You have two boys and one girl on that that's hardly equal true But with the size of the banner three children was the right number two would have left too much empty space While four would have been too crowded then why didn't they pick two girls? Because we made several mock-ups of the banner and showed them to different children and the most popular design was that one Well, I don't I interrupt her at this point You may be pleased to see that the information pack that each child gets to take home has one boy and one girl I pick up the pack and show her. Well, that's nice. She then walks off and a teacher comes over to me. What was that all about? Apparently, I need to find a way to pick an equal number of boys and girls, despite the total number adding up to an odd total. Oh, fur, she stops herself. Because you didn't pick either of her two daughters as any of your seven volunteers out of 200 children in the school? Yeah, it would seem that way. What did you say to her? Well, I basically said that seven isn't divisible by two but across multiple schools We make sure to keep things equal and what did she say that's nice while admittedly? I do think it would have been slightly more reasonable to have three girls and three boys for the first experiment And then just pick one for the second where you need one person It's still very obvious that this woman doesn't really care about how many of each gender there are and just really wanted her kids To be involved mother tries to force to ride after multiple incidents Consent starts from three years old at my job. I teach horse riding to kids and adults starting at age three. That's when insurance will cover them and it's fun to see little kids experiencing ponies for the first time. My boss gives me a heads up that the client coming in is five years old and has ridden ponies 10 hands high for a while with an experienced horse person helping. But they have an issue as the kid is now terrified of ponies in general So I meet the very polite kid and send her to play with the rocking horses in the waiting room While I find out from mum the entitled mum of this story what the deal is She tells me the kid has been stepped on bitten fallen off multiple times Pony has bucked and bolted and basically you name it and this kid has experienced it I tell the mother I would give her six lessons to attempt to get the child comfortable around horses But I did not guarantee I could get her on board. I had serious doubts in this point in my 10 plus year career I've never had a kid. I couldn't get on board though We start the session and the mother straight away looks disgusted Keep in mind. She watched her daughter be injured by the experienced horse friends lack of knowledge for a year and did nothing I start the session with the rocking horses There was no way I was taking this kid to the real thing before giving her some power back and building some trust We talk about approaching a pony almost as if they're like scratches where they don't really like you or to be touched We talk about safe zones and all of that stuff took about 15 minutes of an hour session The mother looked frustrated, but I ignored her we move out to the real pony who is 85 centimeters and a cute little fluffball She's also older than 30 years So a quiet grandma who was half asleep. I did not realize that ponies could live that long what the kid freezes So I sit her on a seat outside the yard and I go in I move all around the pony and gently pat her all over like a soft slap noise to show that she isn't going to move or twitch I then sit next to the pony's head and start putting scrunchies in her mane and asking the kid to pick them out for me It took until the last 10 minutes for the kid to even pat the pony We went on with slow progress like that for another two lessons And had gotten to the point that the pony was wearing a saddle and the child could stand on a mounting block beside her without freaking out Cue the stupid mother just pick her up already. We've been here for three lessons and she still isn't on board No, when she's ready i'll ask her if she wants help to get on but I will not force her That's what's got you into this mess in the first place I didn't have anything to do with her getting scared who lifted her on board every single time Because I know she's never mounted a horse herself with her foot in the stirrup pushing herself up and over Nobody's ever asked her if she wanted to get on you just picked her up bodily But that's what everyone does and kids don't know what they want. Anyway, you have to force them to try things No, you don't and I refuse to traumatize this child more than she already is I will never pick her up and put her on but I will help her do it herself if she wants to Your child doesn't trust you the pony or me or any adult for that matter because of what's happened We're trying to build that trust slowly and make her tolerate ponies again It's not a quick fix and what's happened to her would have broken many adult riders. She's five Yeah, I guess remember that this kid at five years old has been kicked by a pony been bucked and bolted fallen off multiple times That's very traumatizing Now this argument is happening in front of the kid who was actually having a great session And I thought i'd made a huge breakthrough She then though started to shrink back So I squatted down and told her if you don't want to ride no one's gonna force you here this is all about you, not mum. After another full session of me standing my ground and not letting the mother bully the situation, I had to tell her a few times to stay quiet and not comment. I am proud to say the child did get on board and we worked for an hour just getting on and off. My back was killing me after because during dismount, I bear hugged them from behind and swing their leg over and off. But we did it. In six months, that little girl was riding my Shetland, 10 hands high on lead, in the arena, and loving it again. Unfortunately, COVID hit and lessons stopped for under eights until the following spring. I hope that little girl didn't go ride somewhere else and get scared again. But it's been years now, and I don't know. Well, look opie chances are you're never gonna know but that's absolutely fine because you did an unbelievable job here imagine trying to do your job with a child first of all dealing with kids is hard especially when they don't want to necessarily do something and then you've got that kid's mum in the background well to be fair not in the background probably right on your shoulder telling you what to do and how to do your job pretty much berating you for taking too long to do things that is extremely challenging so to deal with not just the child's obvious fears of this thing But also her bully of a mother telling you what to do and getting this result is extremely impressive fair play to you There is absolutely no way that I would have been able to do that Even if I was an excellent horse riding instructor, which by the way, I think one day I could be I've got the looks for it. You gotta say mad margaret the beginning today I will be introducing you to a human being who is a curious mixture of entitled and insane my first landlady, Mad Margaret's. About eight years ago, I moved out of my parents' place practically a few months after returning from foreign exchange. My family is supportive, but pretty firmly believe in being autonomous and self-sufficient. So I look for a place to live near my, at the time, girlfriend, now fiance. She lived on the outskirts of a larger city and finding low rent would be difficult. Eventually, I find a room listed for about $500 a month, which is almost criminally low for the area, but I was a foolish child and I didn't pick up on that first red flag The second red flag came when I called to query about the room My soon-to-be landlady made sure to emphasize that she was a pastor and a minister That no amount of satanism or evil thoughts would be allowed in the house I am myself completely non-religious So I foolishly believe that this would be perfectly fine I explained that I was a student and would be doing student things. An agreement was made and I moved up shortly thereafter. Upon moving in, Mad Margaret was pleasant, if a little eccentric. She showed me to my room, my mum helped me unpack, and my mum and I left to get me some starting groceries. Upon our return, Mad Margaret showed me my shelf in the fridge and my shelf in the pantry. Mum and I load our stuff up and mum drives back home. Shortly afterwards mad margaret apologized for leaving some of her groceries on the pantry and helped me move her stuff to a different shelf This left all of my groceries stacked up in the middle of my shelf on the pantry because I didn't feel the need to spread them out This is very important. My first morning in my new room. I wake up at around 8 a.m To knock 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 knock. Hey margaret. What's up? It's not going to work out. You need to pack your things up and leave I'm, sorry what you need to leave it's not gonna work out well i paid first and last month's rent so i'm here for at least two months what's going on have i offended you i don't need any of your feng shui voodoo devil rubbish in my house notes it was not her house she was subleasing i don't recall doing any feng shui voodoo devil rubbish what do you mean she beckons that i follow her and stomps off to the kitchen where she flings open the pantry and points accusingly at my shelf. This feng shui rubbish. What's wrong with my groceries? How you organize them? You have them all stacked up in the middle like you're doing some feng shui rubbish to curse me and my child. Uh, no, I just left them there after we moved your groceries off my shelf yesterday. You had your stuff on the sides, so I put my stuff in the middle and then we moved your groceries. Hmph. Well, i've got my eye on you and that my friends was day one in this house I lived there for a little over half a year If you guys are interested I could provide more epic tales of this mad woman She was entitled nuts and pretty racist against black people asians and hispanic people and speaking of more tales of mad margaret guys Don't worry because here is mad margaret part two her righteous defense against the shaman and warlocks What a title. One of the mistakes I made very early on as an independent adult was to regularly offer my technical and electronic skills to anyone and everyone. It makes me feel cool and smart to fix things for people i made this mistake with margaret during my initial phone call setting up the rental situation the next day after she accused me of satanism based solely on how i organize my groceries she called me over to the living room i braced myself for another rant about my evil voodoo ways but instead mad margaret asked for my help She asked about a way to get her camcorder to stream live to the internet. I figured this was an opportunity to get on her good side, so I take the camcorder in hand and start fiddling with it, as well as her computer to see what our options were. This was in 2013, so live streaming was nowhere near as commonplace as it is today. While playing with her outdated equipment to see if what she wanted was even possible, she began to explain why she wanted to live stream. You see, Mad Margaret has a hobby, mad margaret enjoys preaching daily to an empty room for about three consecutive hours give or take an hour depending on her mood. I later learned that this was the safest time to enter and leave the house as she would not stop unless God himself showed up to tell her to shut up. Margaret began telling me how desperately important it was that she do this daily. The following conversation, while possibly not identically worded as it has been nine years, has not been exaggerated in the slightest nor is she being misrepresented. This is who this woman is. Thank you, Bailey, for helping me get this fixed up. I knew it was the right choice letting you live here. Did she forget that she accused me of Satanism just yesterday? No problem. I just really enjoy fixing things. Do you know why I do this? Preaching to her living room behind a lectern every day. Because you're a minister? I was desperately hoping this would be a short conversation. Well, because I fight daily for the protection of the world and all the good godly people here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there are people on the opposite side. People who work with the devil to try and bring ruin to the world. Every day, there are shaman out there begging their evils to prevent the sun from rising each day Oh, if I wasn't here preaching god's word, they would win the sun wouldn't rise and we'd all die in a world of darkness Yes, people I am not exaggerating this woman takes credit for the sun rising each day Ah, well, thanks. I guess each day I speak out against these evils, you know The other day I saw thousands of crows on your college campus I knew they were sent by evil priests to stop my sermons They're an evil that collects around the godless students at the college that you go to I'm pretty certain that crows just have some kind of migration pattern up there in the fall They do of course we get tons of crows every year. No, it's them students. I'll tell you i'd one of those asian staying here last year i tried to tell him about god and jesus but he tried to put an evil on me for it that's unfortunate he had this shrine with buddhas and evil figures he tried to use his magic to curse my son's flight to crash the plane and kill him did his plane crash? No, because I stopped it with my sermons. Nito, I've had other students from your college come here, all of them evil. So many of them smoke the devil's lettuce and let Satan take over their body. Terrible influences on my other son. Later, I would find out her other son lived in a building next door and was hands down the biggest stoner I've ever met in my entire life. The dude was so chill and tried to redirect his mum from harassing us anytime he was there. I'm sorry, is all I can say. So how's the camera coming, honey? Um, can we get my videos online? You know, Margaret, I think that this camcorder and desktop are a little too old to be capable of doing that. I'm afraid you'll have to keep the recordings yourself. Following this, I left for my girlfriend's house as quickly as possible. Every day for the next month, Mad Margaret would attempt to pester or harass me into fixing her up to be live online each time i'd make an excuse to not get trapped into doing so now guys although that is unfortunately the end of these mental mad margaret tales so far there are more coming don't you worry look on screen right now these are the potential stories that op can write about because you have got to remember all of this happened in 2013 and they lived with mad margaret for a while so we've got mad margaret and the tales of other tenants mad margaret and the tale of the possessed dog mad margaret the surprising if brief redemption arc mad margaret and her crazy landlady and then finally mad margaret meets bailey's dad that is op so if you do want to see me cover them and give you updates to the mad margaret story in future episodes just let me know in the comments down below wow what an unbelievable woman is all i will say for now the time dr ick came for dinner this is a funny story that happened a long time ago when i was in college back then i had a friend who i loved She was a sweet, mild girl who used to paint watercolor flowers. We met in art school. She was kind, gentle, and very meek. Her parents set her up with a gent who was about seven to nine years older, a friend of the family. Honestly, I couldn't take her boyfriend. He was rude, arrogant, and the total opposite of her. He had picked her up from classes many times. He was the snap, snap, I'm late for something guy she would scramble to get her stuff ready so he wouldn't have to wait in short i thought he was a jerk he was the guy who parked in the fire zone with his md plates so important he was because he was a doctor he never really talked to the classmates just kind of made her rush out of class to go and get their stuff done unless he was outside just honking to get her attention too important to come in and get her i called him doc ick My friends laughed. My sweet friend didn't. A few months into school, our married, grown-up friends decided to have a dinner party. We all got the invites. Of course, Dr. Boyfriend was coming. So, my sweet friend and Dr. Ick come late. We were all seated at the table by the time they arrived. He was introduced to the room. The doctor reprimanded the host for not calling him Doctor, insert first name. He wanted us to call him Doctor at the dinner table because he was a Doctor. Did I mention he was a doctor? He was late because he had a doctor thing. Doctor, doctor, doctor. The host apologized, called him doctor, first name, and then pointed him to the two seats at the end of the table, since we'd all been seated by now. But the doctor said that he would prefer to sit at the head of the table. After all, he was a doctor. He might be called out for an emergency during the dinner. The room got quiet, too quiet. The clock ticked gently in the background, and I began to laugh. Not just any laughter. Oh, no, I broke into deep hacking laughter of the condescending kind, you know The big ugly snort kind you see in movies, but pray your nose will never make in real life Yeah snorts chuckles and wheezes laughter ugly funny laughter It was just absolutely absurd and he wasn't kidding either He hadn't been with us for more than five minutes before he kicked the dude whose house we were in out of his own chair at the head of the table because he was a doctor Well after that dr. Ick turned purple from anger What with me laughing at him at the dinner table and all he was wild wow, defcon one level angry I can say honestly. I didn't blame the guy I guess i'd be annoyed too if someone broke out into joker like laughter at my own existence Which yes, I was very guilty of so there I am laughing at the table when he starts lecturing me on how dumb I am How he was a doctor how dare i laugh at him which you bet maybe laugh louder i'm shocked i didn't swallow my own tongue at this point honestly i was in tears gasping for air snorting like some sort of hyena in the desert i fell off my chair i was asked if i smoked pot before i came i didn't i was just shaking my head no as i snickered unable to make words come out of my mouth The laughter i've been hit with joker juice. Oh, thank god youtube is not a thing yet because this was legendary meme stuff I just thought this guy was such a jerk that this had to be some performance art thing like some form of reverse stand-up Who asked the host to get out of their chair? Whose meal you're about to eat after showing up late in the first place. Oh, I just found it hysterical Well at this point we were all laughing I'm not proud. Most of the folks in the room were outright laughing at me because it was just too funny not to. I mean, how can you not snicker at a grown woman dying of laughter on the floor at this jerk? It was hilarious, very infectious, and you bet, all my faults. I guess me rolling on the floor begging for air was something the good doctor wasn't interested in because he took my sweet friend and his Doc butt out of that house, never to return again. About 20 minutes later, I composed myself. I swear, I was wiping away tears, the chortling stopped, and then everyone got real quiet. Like, real, real quiet. Too quiet, even. Food on the table, wine glasses filled, the clock ticking in the background, and I say, in a very calm voice, that guy was a dick. Can you please pass the mashed potatoes? Which started the laughter all over again best dinner party ever Turns out my sweet friend had a dark side after all good for her when she saw me that following monday She gave it to me with both barrels and a stick. I was insensitive I was a jerk. I was a disgrace. I was an absolute subpar human and a rotten friend. All of which I could sort of agree with, except for the subpar human bits. I mean, I might just be an extraordinary type human from not having my teeth explode out of my head from laughing so hard. Go me. Can that be a superpower? Well, to summarize, she wanted an apology not just to her, but to Dr. Ick. He was coming to get her after class and I would have to make a big production about it too. Bells, whistles, groveling, or she was done with me. The good doctor parked his car in the fire lane, strolled into our class, folded his arms over his chest and waited for me to apologize. I, being the I that I am, walked right up to the idiot and told him, I'm sorry, you're such a butthole. And then i walked out of that class he was furious and i just kept walking while laughing well you bet she was done with me after that she made sure every class she took i was not in she eventually married that guy too everyone in our little r group at school except for us folks at the dinner party were invited to their big old doctor wedding i heard it was a lovely event out in the hamptons good for her also dr ick was a podiatrist and hey, if Mrs. Dr. Ick reads this, I hope it all worked out well for you. Best wishes for a good life. I still think about this night when it's going sideways in my life. Makes me laugh. Wow, what a story, and what a man. A sensational human being there. A, a podiatrist is someone that deals with, a doctor that deals with ankles, feet, and toes, that sort of stuff. Now, I don't know about you but I don't know about many accidents or emergencies that require someone that that deals with feet, ankles and toes to leave a dinner party and be at the head of the table and rush off in that split second. I could be wrong there. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional and this is not medical advice. Just interesting nonetheless. You know, one word springs to mind with this doctor and it is in fact the same word that describes my audio recording software. Audacity. Unbelievable, it really is. Entitlement 101. Just, does this guy really even know how entitled and insane he's being? He probably doesn't, otherwise he wouldn't do it. Ultimately, thank you, Dr. Ick because without you, I would never have had this enjoyment and neither would you guys listening right now. So there we go. Let's get a thank you, Dr. Ick in the comments down below for being such a good guy. Entitled ex-girlfriend wants the engagement ring I never gave her because she broke up with me before I could propose. Gets arrested for her troubles. A while back, I was dating this girl for roughly two years. I thought things were going great, but apparently she was just dating me because she liked to tell people she was in a relationship. Genuinely, that's how it went with her. The way she described me was... Too immature, decent in bed, and honestly not worth the rest of my life. Those are the exact words she said to a friend after we broke up. Anywho, I'm getting ahead of myself. I went out bought a ring and had this entire thing planned as to how to propose to her However, she was suddenly not available for several weeks in a row Well, my fears rang true as she suddenly showed up at my place one day She acted like everything was normal as we talked and she was grabbing everything that was hers About halfway through I just kind of looked to her and said don't forget your hair dryer It would be awkward to have to come back after you dumped me This sparked a long and awkward conversation where she was fake crying I'd realized right then and there that I was an idiot. The way she acted, the way she spoke, and the way she treated me just screamed that she did not care. I was devastated, but seeing her made me angry. I'd realized she was lying to me this entire time. About a month later, a friend of hers called me up and asked if she could come over to talk. I asked her why, and she said that my ex had annoyed her and she wanted to tell me some things. My mind goes to horrifying things, like she needs to warn me I need to see a doctor or something like that. Well, her friend came over and we chatted for a while. See, her friend was beyond angry. The way my ex acted at the end of our relationship really angered her. So her way to get back at her friend was to sleep with her ex-boyfriend me being in my mental state I said yes more like I said, huh? Sure. Yeah We can do that if you really want to so she ends up staying over for a few days as we get to talking about my ex I tell her about the ring and she had the best idea to get back at her Let's lay down in bed and post a pic of ourselves with the ring in between us. Yeah I thought it was a terrible idea, but I wanted my ex to feel like trash. So well, there you go Not even two hours later. My ex was at my door We posted the picture at about 11 a.m And she was at my place at 12:40 something right off the bat She tried to act like breaking up with me was a mistake She said that I was the best boyfriend she'd ever had and she was getting scared with how serious things were getting She said she made a terrible mistake in breaking up with me Well, her friend immediately goes into a rant about my ex saying that she was manipulative And that neither of us would believe this sob story that she was giving i've got to say i'm very glad her friend was there Because my stupid butt was actually believing her I reminded her of how she treated me when she broke up with me and that she should go back home she was wasting her time well now she brought up the ring and said she was owed it under the law saying that rings are gifts and that i cannot take it back in unison me and her friend said that i never gave it to her we both looked at each other and laughed at the absurdity of the situation it was getting outrageous she said she was owed that ring and that she was not leaving without it at about this time a police officer came up the stairs wanted to know what the trouble was I guess we made enough noise that neighbors called the police the female officer asked what the situation was Everyone tried to talk at once and the officer shut us down She pointed at my ex and asked her what the problem was. She said she was trying to pick up her stuff after we broke up The officer asked me if that was true I explained the situation as to how my ex broke up with me before I had the chance to propose and that she was never given the ring Throughout the conversation two more officers showed up one a supervisor The whole story was explained about four times at one point my ex said that the money from the ring will let her pay off her car ever seen a moment when someone says something so outrageous that everyone looks at them in utter disgust i responded saying that the ring isn't even expensive it was bought used off a website and i reminded her that i'm an it tech So this wasn't a ring that was 10 to 12k more like 1 to 1.5k The anger and rage that came over her face was immediately apparent to everyone She stepped forward and punched me in the chest and kicked at me before being tackled to the ground by the female officer The supervisor on scene told us to go inside while they get her under control We did and about 10 minutes later. They came back they wanted my statements i told them i didn't want to press charges against her but they said yeah it doesn't work like that we saw it so it's being processed she ended up getting a misdemeanor offense for it i mean i don't know about you lot but for me that is some of the worst logic i've ever heard something you haven't even received yet but you're saying it's yours How first of all you never got engaged second of all you never gave her the ring and third of all I might be wrong here But I think that engagement rings have to be given back if they break up with you because they don't fall under the gift rule They're a token of your promise and if you break that promise then it's not yours anymore. I might be wrong there Let me know karen gets arrested because I wasn't being a good cashier so, I used to work as a cashier in a supermarket. This story took place on my 4th day of work there, and my 2nd day working at a cash on my own without a supervisor sitting next to me teaching me the ropes. Yes, I had 2 days of training. I'm sure most of you will figure out which country I live in from the following explanation. It will become relevant later. Supermarkets in my country are a zoo on a regular day. However, Thursdays and Fridays are absolute mayhem at the store and they're a special kind of hell. Fridays, the store closes two hours before sundown, as do most stores in this country. During winter, this means around 2 p.m. and in summer, closer to 4.30. People get crazy on Fridays, trying to get all their shopping done and get home in time to cook dinner. If you can avoid coming to the store on Friday, please do so at all costs. I always told people after this day. The reason Thursdays are hell is because we get all the customers who don't want to come on Friday. Now, this was early evening on a Thursday, at a time when the store is absolutely jam-packed. We had 10 checkout lines open, and every line had at least 6-7 to seven people in line. Basically, if you're stuck with a slow cashier, there is nowhere else to go unless you have 10 items or fewer. Everything is going well until I get a customer with two shopping carts full of items, mostly non-perishable items. And these are the large carts you find around big stores in the US, like Walmart's. I found out later, he buys this for a community center in his neighborhood, and he fills up their pantry twice a year nice guy. He greeted me very politely and then said the most dreaded words I could have heard that night. This will be a delivery. Just a quick break from the store to explain why this was so dreaded, especially on a day like today. When we get a delivery, the cashier would call a helper from the store to help bag the groceries. Usually people do their own bagging. The bags would then be placed in plastic containers, and containers would then be placed on top of each other and taken to the back fridge until delivery. A regular delivery is usually between three to five crates. Each crate has a number, and I put all those into a computer, along with the correct delivery address and phone number, and print it out with the receipts and place copies on the crates. Even for a small delivery, this always takes extra time. Back to the story. So this guy has two full cuts and wants a delivery. I say sure no problem Then I turn to everyone else in line and let them know that this is a delivery And it will take just a bit longer than usual and apologize for any delay this may cause We always do this so customers will be aware of the delay and can move to another cash if they're in a hurry This is when the whole line groans simultaneously. I don't blame them There was nowhere else to go i could see every one of them craning their necks to check out other lines and they all decided to stay so i start scanning as fast as i can i'm pretty good with numbers so even though it's my fourth day i remember many of the codes and things are moving rather quickly i get to a point where the bagger can't keep up with all the items and the area to the left of me where i place all the scanned items is just a mountain of cans and bags of chips and whatnot i can't even scan another item because they're falling back onto my scale At this point i stop and ask if he wants help bagging the customer and the bagger are both appreciative and i help bag groceries for a few minutes just enough to clear some space so i can continue scanning items this happens every few minutes it gets full i stop to help clear some space and then keep going this is where the karen comes into play she's maybe early 40s long brown hair and looks nothing like a karen except for the way she was standing, with one hand on her hip that extended so far to the side, I wasn't sure how she was still standing. She's in my line, about five to six people in front of her still. This is the conversation that follows. Hello, what are you doing? I don't answer at this point because I didn't think she was talking to me. I keep scanning. Excuse me, what kind of a cashier are you? Why aren't you doing your job? Stop being lazy and do your job. She screams at the top of her lungs. I'm sorry mom. I'm just trying. That's not your job You're a cashier. Do your job. Just do your job I realize now after reading so many reddit stories that this would have been a perfect chance for some malicious compliance I'm sure some of you hope that I did just what karen wanted Too bad. I didn't know about it then or that it was only my fourth day on the job. That's not what happened Although I dream sometimes that I did just that, you know, sit back and sip my coffee until the space cleared for more scanned items. You know, be a cashier next time. I'm just helping to move things along faster, I reply. If this is a problem or you're in a hurry, feel free to move to another line. I'm sure another cashier will be more than happy to serve you. I may sound like the butthole with this line, but I said it really nicely, not sarcastically at all. Obviously, that didn't help though. The Karen wasn't really listening anyway and was having none of it. Just do your dang job. You are a cashier. What is wrong with you? Are you stupid? You should be fired. I stop listening at this point and I don't answer as I'm still helping to bag and scan as fast as possible, knowing it's not gonna help anyway. However, I see one of my managers, let's call him Joe, walk up to Karen. Joe is great, by the way, always helping the workers. What seems to be the problem? Asked Joe. Karen is still yelling. Your cashier is awful. She's lazy and not doing her job. You should fire her. Tell her to do her job. She's not doing her job. She repeated that a few times like a broken record. Joe looks over at me for a second and understands exactly what's happening. He turns to Karen and says... Can't you see she's trying to help she's trying to make this go much faster now karen starts screaming words I'm assuming but I couldn't really make them out. She was practically foaming at the mouth Joe tries to calm her down by explaining or trying to how me bagging items is actually helping But this makes karen even more irate if you can believe it spit flying from her mouth arms flailing screaming like a banshee suddenly i notice an older woman she must have been around 80 years old trying to get karen's attention by tapping her on the shoulder it takes a few tries but she finally gets her attention and spins her around by her shoulder hey karen karen excuse me karen what your daughter is crying this is when the entire store seemed to have stopped talking all at once like someone pressed mute and turned off the volume the seat of people in front of me parts a bit and we all look down and see a little girl who couldn't have been older than four clutching her mother's thighs bawling her eyes out it's not coming out of everywhere hyperventilating this girl was terrified and i can't blame her Seeing her mother going off like that must have been terrifying and she's got no idea what's happening She's in a huge store where she knows no one and she's practically invisible This silence lasted an entire two seconds because that's when karen started yelling at joe Look what you did you and your stupid lazy cashier made my daughter cry And a bunch of other crazy sounds that were perhaps supposed to be words things happened in slow motion for the next few seconds She starts swinging at joe Joe's not a big guy, but he's bigger than Karen that's for sure and not easily intimidated This is not his first Karen She would have decked him right in the face if the nice old lady hadn't grabbed her in a bear hug to stop her Yes, she actually did that I had to pick up my jaw off the floor at that point other customers get involved Trying to peel off the old lady from Karen and stop the Karen from trying to kill Joe And from Joe trying to kill Karen because he was fuming by this point then I saw more security storm the castle our store was inside a mall and the sea of people just surrounded karen and i couldn't really see much of anything anymore kind of like football players when there's a fumble and they all jump on the ball by the sound of yelling getting further and farther away i figured karen was being led either to the back office or to the mall security office mall jail this entire time this is happening i'm still bagging and scanning items and i'm about halfway through this customer's purchase I finish up with him with no more problems he was very nice with me and thanked me profusely for helping with the bags even though technically it wasn't part of my job he said i was the fastest and nicest cashier he'd ever had the pleasure of meeting i was just happy to help no one else in my line complained i actually got compliments from people about keeping my composure apparently many cashiers in my country think it's okay to yell at customers and just be plain nasty I worked in customer service for many years prior and I've never yelled at a customer, even if they deserved it. Once the rush died down a bit, I went for a break. I met another employee in the back room and I started to tell him what just happened when he cut me off. She was yelling at you? Oh my God, I heard that. Well, everyone heard that, but I had no idea what the frick was happening. He then told me the police were called and Karen was escorted out of the store and them all in handcuffs i filled him in on everything and we spent the next 30 minutes just laughing i don't know what happened with the child i'm assuming they called another family member to pick her up i also don't know what happened with the karen after that since i ended up working there for another year and i never saw her again hopefully she learned to do her grocery shopping on a tuesday or a wednesday or maybe she was in prison or house arrest this was the first karen i had the displeasure of meeting while working at that store But it definitely wasn't the last. It's always the worst, isn't it? When it's blatantly obvious that a kid is screaming because of their entitled parent. But that parent just doesn't get it. Keeps on screaming and the kid keeps crying. And then they're shocked and blaming on other people. It's great stuff, it really is. I wish we knew what happened to Karen in the end. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter. I just feel bad for that kid. Like, imagine crying because your own parent is the one that's shouting. Everyone else is being reasonable in the store, getting their shopping done. And you're crying because your own parent is the one screaming and being, of course... Entitled What a mother my mum called me fat and expects me to apologize. My mum, who is 50 years old, and I, 25, have always had a strange relationship due to her, you know, being a crazy she-bat. She's an aggressive narcissist, gaslighter, who has always favored my younger, drug-addicted, money-thieving brother for Lord knows what reason. Mum and I did actually have a period of my childhood where she said she would brag to her friends about me, that I get good grades and don't run off with boys getting pregnant and don't do drugs, Etc. I realised a couple of years ago that I don't really remember when she stopped saying those nice things about me. Did she ever? Maybe she was lying then, too. Well, little did I know that not only had she stopped saying nice things about me, if she ever did, but she's been slagging me off to our family, my uncle, aunts, and many cousins and nana, for years. I didn't find out about this until two weeks ago I got a phone call from my cousin who said she doesn't want to keep quiet about something anymore And had to tell me that my mum was over at my aunt's in front of the entire family Mocking me. She said i'm too sensitive a lifetime of being put down by your mum will do that But hey that i'm self-conscious of my body and that it's probably because i'm fat and that she has to choose her words carefully around me Because otherwise I might start a fight Now just days before this I'd gone to a bridesmaid dress fitting For her own wedding at my mum's place And the dress was massive on me I'm very curvy but the dress was even bigger My mum in half an hour Managed to insult my body My skin, my body hair And more I have chronic depression and she knows this and I spent the next week in a manic depressive spiral. She didn't care. So to get that phone call from my cousin was the last straw. I posted a poem on my socials, which I had no intention of posting before, about how my mum tore me down during one dress fitting. She contacted me soon after, and was saying everything was my fault anyway, and how could I post that poem? It's been two weeks now of no contact. I've been to two family events with her there, and I've actually been much calmer and happier without her hanging around me, and I think she knows it. Yesterday, at a carnival with the family, Mum was there again. I didn't say a word, and I enjoyed myself with my other family thoroughly. My cousin told me she'd overheard my Mum saying she's waiting for me to come to her. But I have no intention of doing that anymore. Later, my uncle sat down with me and said, My mum feels this is so weird, and he doesn't want me to have any regrets, etc. And he can't imagine me not being at my mum's wedding. He says this after witnessing my mum making fun of me and calling me fat, pretty much asking me to forgive and forget and move on. I don't know about you, but I've experienced more happiness and growth in the two weeks that I've cut my mum off than I think I would by forgiving and forgetting the trash that she's done to me for the hundredth time. I don't think I'll forgive and move on like I always had before. I think I'll just move on without her with a smile on my face. Unbelievable your mother who called you fat behind your back is waiting for you to apologize to her if that is not entitled I don't know what is and also what is your uncle doing here? Clearly you don't want to be associated with this woman anymore. That's blatantly obvious and he's saying no you're gonna regret it What she's gonna regret being called horrible things behind her back? I doubt it entitled mum tries to force me to leave the park because she is convinced my little sister is actually my daughter There's a ten and a half year age gap between me and my little sister When I was a teen, I often used to take her to the local park to give my mum a break or give her time to get some housework done, etc. At the time this story happened, I was 15. It was Wimbledon season, the tennis grand slam. So my mum asked me to take my sister to the park for a few hours so she could watch it in peace. She gave me some money so we could get some fish and chips in town and some ice cream at the park. There was usually an ice cream van there So we got some fish and chips went to the beach for a bit to buy Mum extra time and then we headed to the park As we approached the park gates this entitled Mum who was dragging along her child glared at me You should be ashamed I looked around but there was nobody else she could have been talking to Dumbfounded, I blankly pointed at myself as if to affirm that she was talking to me girls these days are such sluts Opening their legs to anyone who asks who got you knocked up or let me guess you don't know I stared blankly at her for a minute. Uh, this is my little sister The woman rolled her eyes and leered at me. Yeah, we had little sisters in my day, too I just said okay And walked away because I was uncomfortable with conflict and just wanted out of that situation Don't you dare go into the park? She said you'll spread your filthy diseases all over I don't want my son catching your diseases. I ignored her and rushed into the park Surely she'd leave me alone when I was surrounded by other kids and parents, right? Wrong the entitled mum followed me around the park demanding that I leave The more I ignored her the madder she got and she kept repeating over and over Get out! Get out! You're not allowed here! At this point, a few parents noticed. One mum, let's call her FM, friendly mum, who my mum and I often chatted with, immediately stood and rushed over just as the entitled mum grabbed my arm and yanked at me. Why are you grabbing a child? Let her go. Who are you? Mind your freaking business. Let her go or I'm calling the police. The entitled mum let me go but then turned her anger towards this woman, shouting that she was just making the park safe for her child and I shouldn't be here because I might spread some nasty disease all over the place. She never specified what disease. I'm guessing she meant an STI or something. More parents started coming over to see what was going on. Seeing she was outnumbered, the entitled mum eventually left, dragging her child behind her, screaming obscenities at us as she slinked away. The friendly mum then gave us a lift home to make sure we were safe. When I told my mum what happened, she was furious. She packed us into the car and drove us around town to look for the woman, but we didn't spot her. Thankfully, I never saw that woman again. What I don't understand is even if this woman was right and say you were a teen mom With your daughter. Why would that matter? Why would that be any of her business? Like it's clear that you're not but who cares if you even are I don't get it Like why is she getting involved? It's so weird I also love that she literally said to the other woman mind your freaking business. Yeah Maybe take a leaf out of your own book. Uh, because that is funny. Yikes, Mildred guess your son will never walk again today i bring you another emergency room tale in today's story a man in his 50s let's call him wilbur is brought in clearly in pain he's accompanied by his mother mildred mid-70s upon questioning he tells us he fell on his butt essentially and has intense pain that resembles electricity going down his right leg that's a clear indication of a herniated intervertebral disc we do an mri and sure enough a disc is compressing his spinal cord He also has a vertebral fracture which while not compromising anything currently seems so busted It appears to be keeping itself together through the magical powers of sweat sticky tape bubble gum, and well-intentioned vibes So it must be treated ASAP before it compromises the spinal cord too By this point the neurosurgeon is already talking to the lad and his mildred and making a convincing case for what he considers the best option Surgery Mildred isn't pleased by such an outrageous and radical solution Which she claims we're suggesting in order to get richer quick Because surgery isn't the answer to everything you see she then looks at wilbur with furious eyes More piercing than a fencing foil and asks him. What do you think sweetie? Are you gonna let these abusive monsters rip you off like this wilbur sad and reluctantly said defeated? Well, I well no but mildred interrupts him and with a triumphant and devilish sneer exclaims see we want a second opinion we are leaving we tried to reason with them but all attempts were futile they then signed a document that certifies they leave on their own free will no medical discharge and left i felt really sorry for the lad he seemed to genuinely want to consider the options we could provide But for whatever reason, his mother seemed to reign over all aspects of decision-making Wilbur returned about five days later in an ambulance Now with a much more frantic mildred who was issuing instructions left and right All accompanied by an accusatory finger and flailing limbs Something had put her on a karen crimson frenzy and she was out for blood We began our usual questions and what we found out was terrifying Apparently Mildred took Wilbur to a chiropractor who went on to do a cracking job on his spine to fix it And after an audible crunch Wilbur could no longer move and feel his legs which prompted a race back to the emergency room Unfortunately, the damage to Wilbur's spinal cord meant there was nothing to be done to recover his legs Wilbur was sadly sentenced to a wheelchair for the rest of his life and he will never again feel his feet touching grass, sand, or the waves of the sea. I cannot believe what I've just read. I'm genuinely quite lost for words after that one. A mother's entitlement has cost her child, her son, the ability to walk. Like, are you... Are you I, 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 that is unbelievable. How stupid you have to be to go to the hospital, them to say... Yeah, we think this is the best line of action for your son Like to just ignore the advice and then go to a chiropractor because that's definitely going to work out Like how risky is that? Obviously the chiropractor should know not to do this But nonetheless, I still put the full blame on the mum for not just taking the advice in the first place Like come on, it's insane And finally, I kind of hate to say this because it might seem harsh But I do blame Wilbur a bit for this You're a 50 year old man, mate Like at what point do you say, you know what mum, I'm going to deal with this myself I'm 50 like look, I get it. You want to respect your mum's opinion and take her advice But at some point you've got to just, you know, stand in at 0-2 feet at the age of four Yeah, I didn't even mean to make that. Yeah, horrible situation all around. Let's move on to the fourth story I genuinely didn't mean to say that. Wilbur, I'm sorry Entitled in-laws want to say in our baby's last name and our partner registration dates My girlfriend and I, both women, are expecting a baby in order to get the paperwork in order and make it official We decided to book an appointment at the city hall and register our partnership Basically the same as marriage in our country. This is free on wednesday mornings and we're allowed six guests My girlfriend calls her parents to invite them to the ceremony right away without missing a beat They start spouting obstacles. They say the date is inconvenient that they have other things to do and where is it? Oh my god, I don't know how to get there then her father asked about the last name we're choosing. We plan to both take on both our last names, which we'd already explained to them. He then asked about the baby's last name. Now we want the baby to share a last name with us. But in our country, there is no legislation for this yet But they've been working on it and it should be an option soon This means we have to choose a temporary last name until we can change it And since my girlfriend is carrying the baby and has her dna, we decided on my last name Her father said he found this strange because it was her baby My girlfriend said that she did not accept this that the baby is mine as well And if he didn't accept this, she was done talking she then hung up. She wrote to her mother that the date was off, which she interpreted as, oh, you changed the date for us. That was a great idea. My girlfriend explained that no, the date still stood, but she was hurt by her father's comments. And if that's their stance, we celebrate without them. Enter full-blown victim mode from mother. We should have discussed our date with them and your father is a man Of course, he wants his last name passed on be more understanding and I see how it is Apparently our partnership date and baby last name are a democratic decision This incident by the way follows a gem of a comment from her mother We're still getting to know you. Why? I've been dating your daughter for five and a half years now. Shouldn't you know me at this point? They made it obviously clear that they're not happy with their daughter's partner choice. After all this, I decided to keep my own name rather than taking on the name of such a narrow-minded family. And my girlfriend is seriously considering taking on my name Just despite her parents Yeah, you know what? Your girlfriend's right Sack them off Sack their surname off And get your friends along Who you actually want to be At your ceremony Because you don't want them there Ruining the day Just chatting a little rubbish And um, yeah It's better off they're not involved With your daughter at all Can you actually imagine If your girlfriend Just sacks off her name entirely Like just says I don't want to be associated With my parents anymore And just takes on your name unbelievable if that happens and i kind of hope it does entitled mother tries to drop her child off after he'd been sick the previous day twice i work in childcare with kids aged three to five i love working with the children but sometimes the parents as you can imagine are not the most fun to work with especially this particular one around lunch a week ago a kid was eating his lunch when suddenly he threw up we rushed him to the toilet and comforted him We called up the entitled mum of this story and told her she had to come and pick him up She said she would and hung up a few hours passed and we had to call her again She promised she was on her way only a little earlier than her usual pickup time. She showed up Our policy states that the child can't come back for 48 hours after the last time they were sick They left and the day went on as normal the next day We were outside letting the kids get some fresh air when the door went we were all confused, as all of the kids that were supposed to be there already were. My colleague answered, and it was the entitled mum with her kid. Before my colleague could say anything, the mum practically pushed her son through the door and ran. We both panicked, not knowing what to do. We went to our boss, who said it was alright since neither me or my colleague had dealt with a situation like that before. She assumed the entitled mum wouldn't pick up her phone, and we didn't want to traumatise the poor kid, so we just let him stay. A few days ago, almost a week after the original incident, near the end of the day, the exact same kid wasn't looking too well. We took his temperature and it was on the cusp of a spike. Then he ran to the bathroom and vomited. We called his entitled mum. She didn't pick up the first time. The second time she picked up, annoyed. We explained the situation. She told us she was already on her way and hung up. This time she was true to her word, but that might just be because it was near his regular pickup time. We stressed that he would not be allowed back for 48 hours. She walked away without a word. The next day, I was answering the door. When I was about to bring in another kid, the entitled mum turned up again with her poor kid. I could sense the same thing was about to happen again as she was very hurriedly saying goodbye. So in a panic, I said, I'd be right back and I shut the door. I ran inside and got my colleague. I told her the same woman had turned up and I didn't know what to say. She went out to talk to her while I looked after the kids that had already been dropped off. She came back in without the kid and explained what happened. This entitled mum is originally from another country, so when my colleague explained the situation, the entitled mum pretended that she couldn't understand her. But we were in luck as the parent of the other kid I was bringing in Spoke the same language as the entitled mum and explained it to her in their language Therefore she had no choice but to accept the situation and leave with her kid I'm currently off on holiday. So i'm not sure if she tried again the day after but I honestly wouldn't put it past her. Now from the mum's point of view, I get it. It's probably extremely annoying when your kid gets sick and that means that you have to take time off work and deal with them. But that is also part of being a mother and a parent in general, right? Like that's kind of part of the deal. Entitled dad gets his son bitten by a venomous snake. This past weekend, I decided that it would be a good idea to hit up some biking trails at the local nature preserve. I packed up my trail bike early in the morning to go riding, since the morning was the coolest the temperatures were going to be for that day. A thing to note is that in Texas, we experience triple-digit heat in the summer, and because of this, snake encounters are much more frequent in parks and nature preserves. Most of the time, the snakes tend to avoid places where people frequent, even more so with bikers. However, sometimes there are rare encounters. So then, onto the story. I was riding through the trails, just enjoying the scenic ride. I was enjoying cool temperatures due to the forest overcast and the wonderful serenity of nature. I'd soon reached a part of the trail that ran alongside a creek and up ahead I saw a park ranger Holding a long stick standing next to a plastic container I also noticed that he was intensely focused on something on the side of the trail as I approached The park ranger saw me and quickly put his hand out motioning to me to stop I immediately hit the brakes and got off my bike. Out of curiosity, I tilted my head to catch a glimpse of what the ranger was focused on. What I saw caused my eyes to grow wide. On the side of the trail was a very beautiful, but very venomous copperhead that was coiled up to strike. I quickly checked my surrounding area to see if there were any other snakes near me. Luckily for me, I didn't see any. I nervously watched as the ranger caught the copperhead using his stick, carefully placed it inside his container, and slammed it shut. I breathed a heavy sigh of relief. Nice catch. The park ranger held up the box. Thank you. We usually don't get copperheads on this part of the preserve. This little guy must have wandered here overnight. Enter the entitled parents. As I got closer to the park ranger to get a better look at the snake, I heard a voice coming from behind me. A kid, about 12 years old and with a British accent, was approaching with his dad, A tall and very husky fellow and they saw the ranger holding up the box with the still very angry copperhead inside daddy look that man has a snake it reminds me of the one i had back in england pretty one isn't it maybe we can take it home as your new pet snake said his dad the entitled dad walked right up to the park ranger excuse me sir do you think by chance you could give me that snake so i can let my son keep it as a pet the park ranger gave the man a look that clearly had the expression of Are you serious right now? I really don't think you want this snake as a pet. Oh, rubbish. I've had pet ball pythons for years back in my home country. This snake won't be any different. This is definitely not a ball python, nor a snake you should treat as one. Okay, just give me the snake. The entitled dad then suddenly snatched the box away from the park ranger and pushed him back, causing him to stumble backwards and fall into the creek. I rushed to help up the park ranger, and as I was doing so, I saw the Darwin Award-worthy moment unfolds. The kid looks at the snake and says, Daddy, he's beautiful. Can I pet him before we take him home? Sure. The dad opened the box containing the still angry copperhead, and the kid proceeded to reach inside. The snake obviously wasted no time and immediately lashed out and bit the entitled kid's hand. The kid cried out in pain and started crying. The entitled dad threw the box on the ground to which the snake quickly escaped into the bushes I was very attentive as to where the snake landed and slithered off to while the entitled dad was checking on his kid The park ranger called for a medical unit and notably a police officer the entitled dad seemed confused about the call I don't think the medical call is necessary. It's just a minor snake bites I don't think you understand sir that snake wasn't just a harmless bull python that snake was a copperhead bites from them are venomous wait so you're telling me that you guys just let venomous snakes freely roam the park well sir this area is part of the snake's natural habitats still you guys should be doing something about that people walk through here yeah that's exactly what i was doing until you took the snake from me sir the dad then looks at me can you believe this rubbish don't bring me into this dude after all you did take the snake from the ranger Ugh, the dad scoffs A golf cart with a medic and what looked like a senior ranger arrived and the medic immediately sat the entitled kid down to look at the bites the senior ranger walked over to us and the entitled dad wasted no time complaining you blokes ought to be ashamed of yourselves a public park with dangerous snakes wandering about sir this region is part of their natural habitat while we do work to keep them from public areas you are still going to encounter them from time to time but from what my co-worker tells me, you took the snake from him and then let your son try to pet it. The dad was visibly nervous. Um, yes? Well, we have an ambulance to take your son to the hospital at the park entrance and an officer that would like to have a word with you. I suggest you come with me. The entitled dad sheepishly got onto the car with his son and the four of them all left for the park entrance. I took the opportunity and finished up my bike ride while keeping an eye out for any more snakes. When I got to the park entrance, I saw the senior ranger from earlier. I curiously asked him what happened after they got back to the park entrance. Apparently, the cop they called was waiting for the entitled dad when they got there. The cop let him off with a warning. But not after giving him a stern butt-chewing about how he should have arrested him for child endangerments. Wow, does it get more stupid than this, Dad? I mean, long-term viewers and listeners of my channel will know that I myself do have a pet snake called Marty. He is a corn snake. It literally doesn't get less venomous or less dangerous to a human than a corn snake. Yet, even though Marty is just a corn snake and he's barely bitten anyone in his entire life, I am still careful around him because I know that he has the potential to bite people because he's a snake. It's obvious. So the fact that this entitled dad even after being told that this snake is venomous still encourages his 12 year old kid to touch it and wants to take it home as a pet just shows how ridiculous he is and it's a shame to be honest that the kid was the one that got bitten and not the dad my entitled family don't like my boyfriend for all the wrong reasons so these events happened in july 2021 but i'm just finding out about them now i am a 21 year old woman And exactly one year ago, my 22 year old boyfriend of two years got caught on fire. His leg was badly burned and he has permanent scars from his left foot all the way up to his right ear. He spent a few days in hospital and was discharged, but he couldn't work or drive for a month and had difficulty walking by himself. 15 days after his burn was my cousin's graduation party. We were both invited, and my boyfriend was very insistent that we show up because we said we would. I talked to my cousin and his parents and explained the situation and that we can't stay for long due to my boyfriend's condition they understood and were happy that we decided to show up despite everything so the day of the grad party arrives and i go for a more dressy look because i know my cousin and his family are kind of snobby my boyfriend wants to dress up too seeing as this is his first time that he'd meet my extended family but the clothes are too tight on his body and they cause him excessive pain so i encourage him to wear something more casual saying my family will understand i drive and we show up straight up my boyfriend doesn't look the best He's in baggy casual clothing that shows his bandages his normally long blonde hair is singed and matted because he hadn't washed it in a week Water and burns don't mix my boyfriend limps around with me at his side meeting everyone and making small talk We eat food. We congratulate my cousin and after an hour or so we go after such a short encounter I didn't expect my family to immediately like him I asked around, and everyone said they don't know him well enough to form an opinion about him, which is fair. However, I recently learned through my mum that this was not the case. Most of my extended family hate my boyfriend, and for the most stupid of reasons. They don't like that he has long hair, or that he works a blue collar job, and even that he didn't show up in fancy clothes. They're disappointed that i choose to date trash like him that's their words not mine some of my aunts even started planning a trip to take me to italy so i can meet foreign boys in hopes of me cheating on my boyfriend i would have understood if they didn't like him because he seemed like a butthole or for any good reason but knowing what i know now makes me rethink everything i know about them And I see how entitled they've been. Yeah, pretty simple one here. Your family are all just snobs. I mean, you said it yourself, so it's not a rude thing for me to say, And it's definitely true I mean, come on Any normal person After meeting someone Who has gone through something As horrible as this Would give them so much lenience It's amazing that he even came In the first place That shows unreal commitment And would not be expected of him In a normal family Let's be honest I mean, come on What do they want? Him to stay there Hobbling around For six plus hours Wearing horrifically Uncomfortable clothes Just to look good No one cares Ultimately I rate you for showing up I probably wouldn't have bothered My mum thinks she's entitled To my prostitute money So For the last couple couple of years i've worked as a dancer at a well-known gentleman's club it's quite high-end and security is very good a customer only has to say something we don't like and they'd get kicked out it's actually a lot of fun and when it's a good night the tips are great and i managed to save a decent amount of money i didn't tell my mum where i was working as i knew exactly what her reaction would be unfortunately for me about a year in someone she knew had come to the club and spotted me there of course it didn't take long to get back to her she hit the roof and called me everything you could think of including a prostitute and then she kicked me out i stayed with a friend for about a week until i managed to secure an apartment and decided to get on with my life i'm making enough to support myself quite comfortably i guess my mum found all of this out from my sister and she realized i was making decent money Because out of nowhere, she calls me to demand money. No hello or how are you? But I apparently owe her more for letting me live at home. I did pay rent while I was living at home. Although I probably could have paid more considering I was earning quite a bit. But I didn't want to raise suspicions and I gave my mum what was asked of me. Now before I even comment on this story guys, there is an update. I've not had a lot of contact with my mum since my first post. Apart from yesterday, which I will get to. And also when she dumped a box at my front door that had our two house cats in luckily I was in as she hadn't bothered with Air holes I caught her just as she was about to leave and she told me she couldn't afford to take care of them and didn't like the hair Fair enough I missed them a lot and they actually after settling in got on really well with my puppy that I'd recently bought So for the last month or so i've had a friend from the club staying with me she just came out of a really bad relationship and needed somewhere to stay for a while i've loved having her here she's great company pays her way and takes turns cooking and cleaning so i'm not in a rush for her to move out anyway a couple of days ago i get a call from my sister in tears she's just broken up with her boyfriend and he's kicked her out i'm not surprised to be honest my sister like my mum, does not work and would spend all day lazing around while he worked she also didn't clean or cook or do anything as far as i could see and they were constantly arguing after speaking to her for a while trying to console her i said goodbye and didn't think much of it until yesterday Mum calls and asks why the heck i haven't taken my sister in and what kind of sister would let her go homeless I calmly reminded her that she had an empty house. So why couldn't my sister stay there? She then starts screaming that she has no job and neither does my sister. So how the heck is she supposed to afford her staying there? I told her that I have a friend staying with me and that I just do not have the room for my sister to stay as well. Well, that completely set her off. I couldn't make out much of what she was saying, but I did hear selfish lesbian female dog. And at that point, I just cut the phone off. I've blocked her number for now. I do feel slightly guilty about my sister, but with two of us, two cats, and a dog, it's cozy enough as it is. Thanks for reading. I just had to get this off my chest as I think it's insane. Well, you're not wrong there, OP. It certainly is insane. Um, What I don't get is from your mom's perspective, why can't her daughter just go and move back in with her? That's what would normally happen, right? It's not going to increase her rent to have another person living there, is it? I just don't really understand. Maybe there's more info that we don't have here. But yeah, it's very confusing as to why she wouldn't just let her move back in with her. As for your situation, I agree. There's no obligation for you to let your sister move in of course it would be nice and i'm sure you would do if you had space but you can't then just kick out your friend for the sake of your sister not in the short term anyway so yeah there's not really much more you can do i think your mum, rather than berating you and calling you a lesbian out of nowhere should do the right thing and take your sister in that's what i would do apparently i'm the rude one my aunt has cancer three autoimmune conditions and pneumonia and because she's a woman of color who was overweight doctors just kept telling her to lose weight Instead of listening to her that something was wrong So she's been sick for years at this point and only got diagnosed after losing almost hundred pounds in a matter of months Because she was too sick to eat anything or keep anything down She's doing chemo and is taking a ton of medications on a daily basis Her two kids my cousins 13 and 10 have been told about her cancer and they've seen how sick she is and are actually aware that their mother might die soon It's important to note that they've not told anyone outside of the family they want as few people to know as possible my younger cousin has this friend we're going to call chad chad is a freaking hellion and his parents are worse so Chad's parents have planned an adults only seven-day vacation for themselves. They started planning it six months ago. They've only just now realized that they didn't get any childcare and have been attempting to manipulate my aunt and uncle into doing it. My aunt and uncle can be too polite sometimes, and I swear my uncle has a sponge instead of a spine. Earlier today, I was dropping some stuff off that they were going to borrow, and Chad's parents were over, trying to convince my aunt and uncle to take in their demon spawn For an entire week to give some credit to my uncle. He is trying to say no. Oh, I don't know We're a little busy this week. Are you sure you don't want to leave him with family? I'll be too busy with work It's more likely that their family said heck no And these people just keep going on and on and on about how much fun the boys will have staying up late Playing video games eating delicious food that my aunt will no doubt make for them. It's perfect They say Why don't we drop him off tomorrow afternoon my aunt and uncle were clearly trying and failing to get them to back off And you know what chad's parents most definitely knew They just didn't care and were doing everything possible to wear them down into accepting Well, I spent quite a bit of my life as a doormat out of concern for politeness Since becoming an adult I've learned to set and stick to healthy boundaries and putting my safety and well-being first if you don't already do that i strongly recommend giving it a try it's fantastic so i stepped in because not only were they just not capable of taking care of that crotch goblin they both just looked so miserable desperate and exhausted but also my aunt looked the sickest i've ever seen her this is the gist of that conversation sorry they can't watch chad while you're away good luck finding someone though um who even are you they ask They clearly can watch Chad. They're just being selfish out of petty jealousy. I'm their niece. And no, they can't. I'm sorry about that, but they can't. And they've spent the last several minutes trying to tell you in the most polite way possible. You can't speak for them. And you can because you're acting like you're entitled to their time. Besides, there's a family emergency happening with my grandmother and they need to help her so they'll be too busy Now that's not entirely a lie. My granny did have a huge currently ongoing health emergency But because of my aunt's condition, we've been keeping them in the loop but not asking them for help You don't understand they said we have no other options if they don't watch him We'll have to either hire a nanny which is so expensive or cancel the trip Now I reply with a quote that I love so much and I use it every chance I get A lack of planning on your part does not create an emergency on theirs You are Chad's parents. It's your job to provide for your child and no one else's you're being so rude to us Apologize right now. No, absolutely not if they're not gonna watch him Are you because we're not leaving until we have someone to watch chad while we're on our trip So who is it? them or you okay you need to leave no one here is going to provide childcare for you so you should probably go and find someone who will no we're not leaving until you apologize and someone agrees to watch chad chad and my cousin at this point had come downstairs because of all the yelling and they asked what was going on i took ten dollars out of my pocket and i told chad that if he could get his parents to leave my aunt and uncle's house it was his it took him less than two minutes Best ten bucks I've ever spent Now if you're wondering what exactly Chad did in those two minutes to make his family leave that quickly um, Opie did actually say below that he stood between his parents and sang baby shark at the top of his lungs for 20 to 30 seconds That didn't immediately work then he started saying Captain Underpants catchphrases. That didn't work either, so we just started screaming. And uh, at that point, they left. I mean, what a family, is all I can say. I just don't get people like this. How can you book a holiday? Just for you, not with your kid. Six months in the past, and then not think about childcare. Like, what are you expecting? I really don't know. That'd be the first thing that would obviously come to your mind before even booking the holiday, thinking, is it possible to get some childcare? If not, we obviously can't go and leave our son here. It's ridiculous, as always on this subreddit. Mum tried to bring her toddler into a dispensary. So I live in Illinois and it's a legal rec state for weed. Our dispensaries are 21 plus and do not allow children in no matter what. Well, today as I was pulling into the parking lots, I see this mum loading her toddler into a stroller and I thought it was odd. Kids should not be around weed. And even though you can't smoke at the dispensary, they have product on display and it smells like weed in there. Now to get into this place, you go through the front doors and you need to have your ID scanned to get into the actual sales floor. I went in and noticed the mum right behind me. So I held the door and she went in before me. Instantly, the security and the woman working the front desk tell this mum that she is unable to... To bring her child into the dispensary, and the mum lost her head. She started screaming that she is a single mum and has no one to watch her kid and just needs to get her weed but the staff will not budge. She then exploded, saying that if she can go into a grocery store to buy beer with her kid, then she can come in here with him. Security shuts her down instantly and points at the sign that says everyone must be 21 plus to get in and no exceptions. Well, mum of the year then just says, fine, I'll go leave him in the car. This is when the front desk worker says that she is an off-duty cop and will call in that the mum left her child unattended in a hot car and the mum loses her head even more. She starts trying to pull on the locked door to the sales floor, and starts screaming swear words over and over. Eventually, the front desk lady called the cops, and a second security guard came out and escorted the woman to the parking lot. This is when I got the okay to go inside to make my purchase. I was in there for maybe 10 minutes, and when I came out, mum of the year was being talked to by two cops in the lot, because I guess she did try and actually leave her kid in her hot car, and come back inside without him. My biggest problem with this woman is her taking out her anger on the staff They're not the ones that set the rules, right? They just have to abide by them If they are the ones that let this mum come into the weed dispensary with her toddler Something which is illegal And then someone else, maybe their boss or law enforcement finds out They could literally lose their jobs They're not going to risk that for you, are they? Hey, if anything, it sounds like she could have just used the smoke to calm her down She was getting uh, pretty angry there For no real reason Entitled mum steals and pawns her daughter's promise ring This just happened to My cousin and is still a bit of an ongoing situation but it's too crazy not to post first of all some background so my cousin who we'll call Kat, had received a beautiful promise ring from her boyfriend at the time it had a real pearl in the center that was surrounded by mini diamonds essentially close to the quality of an engagement ring i can't remember the exact cost but i want to say he saved at least 500 to 600 for it as it was treated like a long-term engagement. Obviously, between the price and the sentiment behind it, that ring meant everything to Kat. And not one time in their relationship did I ever see her not wearing it. The ring has even more meaning to it now, as the couple had to separate a few months ago due to personal issues on his side, but he told her to keep the ring on as a promise that he would return one day when everything was sorted. Now that that's out of the way, here is where the entitled mum of this story comes in. Kat's mum is a total leech of a woman who thinks everyone will bow down to her will She refuses to work and essentially lives off of handouts from her family But also demands to live a luxurious lifestyle She's the type of woman who will beg for money to buy food then turn around and waste it all at the casino She'll do whatever she can to get money and has recently restored to guilt tripping and apparently stealing So it was another cousin's birthday a few days ago and everyone came over for a pool party Kat had taken off her ring and left it on my dresser so that she could go swimming only to come back and find it missing. We tore the whole room apart looking for it in case it had fallen or maybe someone knocked it grabbing their clothes but the ring was nowhere to be found. Kat was reasonably heartbroken and would not stop crying over the ring, blaming herself for letting it out of her sights. At the time we still thought it was lost so I assured her it would turn up. Fast forward to today and Kat's mum, the entitled mum, calls my mum and asks if she wants to go out saying she just got a nice payout so it would be her treats. This obviously didn't make sense since the entitled mum doesn't work so naturally my mum questioned where she suddenly got all the money to which she replied that she did a little spring cleaning. It turns out she saw Kat's ring on the dresser at the party, took it and And then pawned it for not even half the price it was originally worth just so she could have the money to go out and party i wasn't there when cat found out but apparently the events that occurred went as followed when cat angrily confronted her mother about why she took the ring she blew it off and just kept making excuses she kept saying that she needed the money because we're broke and that she deserved to have the ring since cat had no use for it anymore Now that she was single, her entitled mum also argued that Kat was a child who doesn't deserve expensive items when you can't even appreciate them, and that her mother's happiness should mean more to her than some dumb ring. She also got defensive and called her an ungrateful brat when she begged her to go and buy the ring back. At some point during the entitled mum's rant, Kat left and came to spend the night with us so she could calm down and figure everything out. Cat has literally spent the whole evening trying to get a hold of the pawn shop to see if she can get her ring back, and her entitled mum is messaging both me and my mum arguing that she did nothing wrong and that Cat is making a big deal out of nothing. My mum and I refuse to talk to the entitled mum until she not only apologizes but also tries to get the ring back. It's bad enough stealing and selling your child's things But the sentiment that ring holds will never be replaceable if she can't get it back Yeah, simple solution here in my opinion just file a police report for theft and tell your mother about it then she'll be forced to go back and try and find the ring at least. And also if you do it quickly enough and hopefully the pawn shop hasn't already, filing that police report means that pawn shop can't then sell it on. So you have a better chance of getting it in the first place. It is mental that we're even having this discussion in the first place though, as I don't know how this entitled mum can think that she knows more about her daughter's relationship than her daughter. That is crazy. My entitled mother stole my heart meds to blackmail me. Strap in, this will be a long one. So this incident actually happened quite a few years ago and I feel like I'm finally at a point where I can post about it. I'm hoping sharing it and hearing what you guys have to say about what happened will bring me some measure of closure and catharsis. For some background, I, now 33 years old, non-binary, assigned female at birth, am disabled. I was born with severe Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, a genetic disorder that, among many other symptoms affecting pretty much every bodily system, causes my joints to dislocate and sublux partially dislocates with very little prompting i once dislocated my shoulder by flumping down onto my bed from a sitting position too roughly wow i wasn't diagnosed until i was 17 years old because eds wasn't well recognized by most doctors back in the early 2000s having abused me in every possible sense for my entire childhood already my extremely narcissistic alcoholic mother the entitled parent in this story immediately saw my diagnosis As a whole new set of ways that she could hurt me she would forcibly dislocate my joints as punishment for entirely imagined offenses telling me that nobody would believe me if i told them she'd done it and she'd tell them i was just a clumsy lying little dog Which she'd already been branding me as for as long as I could remember Her entitlement was and is deeply rooted in every aspect of her personality She'd often stand over me booming as far as you're concerned. I am god Everything under this roof is mine my property and that includes you and everything in your room You don't freaking breathe without my say so you bought it. Don't give a dang It's mine and there isn't a bloody thing you can do about it because I am God, and she did that sober too. Yep, so entitled, she was basically delusional. My father was and remains such a pathetic excuse for a parent that I genuinely almost forgot to mention him here. He constantly enabled her abuse, convinced us it was our fault that she was abusing us and actively prevented my younger sister and me from getting help. When I was 24 years old, I was finally able to move out of my parents' house, my sister having moved out a year or two earlier with the help and support of friends. I moved in with my best friend, but was still very much under my parents' control psychologically. My mother would help me by picking up a particular heart medication for me from a hospital that was about 90 minutes away by bus since i couldn't drive she always made a massive fuss about it and what a huge favor she was doing for me guilting me as much as she possibly could at this point i was so beaten down and small that i would apologize for everything like literally preface pretty much everything i said with hi um i'm sorry but and end pretty much everything with sorry again i was a mess and nearly a decade after escaping that hellhole i'm honestly still rebuilding my sense of self On the day of the incident that's the focus of this story, we'd arranged for my entitled mum to pick up my meds and meet me at my local shopping mall, where I'd been getting a few grocery items to give me the meds and drive me home. One of her favorite things to do has always been to make people wait for her, presumably because it gives her a sense of power over others. So I knew to expect her to be late. She'd already yelled at me over the phone that I had to be outside, standing at the curb in the car park when she pulled up, or she'd just keep driving which wasn't a bluff, because she'd done that before, just because I'd been sitting on a bench a few feet back when she arrived. God forbid anyone keep her waiting. So 10 minutes before the agreed upon time, I was standing at the curb, groceries bagged up and ready to go. As our meetup time passed, I had to sit down on the ground and it started raining. I should add here that being out in the cold and rain sends my chronic pain through the roof and can leave me unable to use my hands for days. So I was already annoyed at the situation But I was also terrified of this monster of a woman when she was 20 minutes late I sent her a text which took me a while because hands asking how far away she was I got a nasty reply saying she was on her way and I better be standing by the curb when she got there I replied that I was sitting on the footpath in the rain. So to please not take too long. No reply at 35 minutes late, I texted her again saying I was cold soaking wet and in a ton of pain Asking where the heck she was and what was taking so long It was very unusual for me to be so direct with her But being out of their house and with people who were working to boom me back up It had given me a new boldness and I was in so much pain I gave far less of a dang about the consequences than usual I was trembling with anxiety as I sent it, but it still felt empowering She called and screamed at me down the phone about how ungrateful I was How she was going so far out of her way to do this massive favor for me And that i'd be lucky if she showed up at all after i'd spoken to her like that I pointed out that the favor is somewhat negated If you cause the person harm by screwing them around in the process and she screamed some more abuse at me Told me i'd better be standing at the curb when she got there that she was going to beat the living daylights out of me And hung up we had two more rounds of this until she was over an hour late and finally i was done something in me finally snapped and i was just like f it after getting on the bus safely with my waterlogged shopping bags i used speech to text to send her a final text message saying that I was done playing her ridiculous games and was taking the bus home. I told her it was completely unacceptable to demand that her disabled, severely chronically ill daughter stay out in the freezing rain for well over an hour and that dad would get my meds from her and drop them off at my apartment. I'd already asked him and let him know what the situation was. I was a blubbering mess of delirious agony and anxiety when I got home. And my flatmate had to take the next day off work to look after me He'd agreed to act as my carer to help me escape my parents and his work was extremely good about it What a legend in the aftermath my entitled mum refused to give my dad the medication for me Saying that if I wanted it, I would have to come back begging for my forgiveness for being such an ungrateful little sh** She had this whole rant about her, of course, going on about what an awful, nasty little female dog I was, etc. She even added in some ableist stuff about how they should have killed me at birth and saved themselves two decades of medical bills because I didn't deserve everything they'd done and sacrificed for me. What a woman! She literally demanded that I show up in person, get down on my knees and grovel she thought she had total power over me by holding a crucial medication hostage. She said a bunch of stuff about how I better comply with her demands before being without my meds made me too sick to be able to get on my knees or tough, I wasn't getting them back at all. The most bizarre part was that she genuinely seemed to believe that I'd wronged her. And she was entitled not only to an apology from me for standing up for myself, I guess, but to withhold my meds from me in order to force an apology out of me because she said she knew I'd never give me what I was owed. Otherwise, I went to the police station to try and get them to retrieve the obviously stolen meds. Good, but was told that because I'd given the pharmacy authorization to allow my mum to collect and sign for my meds, it was legally hers to keep and there was nothing they could do. Notes, I live in Australia. I called the pharmacy and explained the whole situation to the extremely kind pharmacist, who was able to organize a new prescription with my specialist through the hospital. And i had a friend who worked nearby pick it up for me in the meantime my dad broke 24 years of consistent spinelessness and lied to my entitled mum to scare her into handing over the original stolen meds saying that i'd gone to the police but that he convinced me to hold off so he could give her a chance to just hand them over without police involvement it worked and i ended up stocked up for an extra month but the whole incident resulted in me finally cutting all contact with my entitled mum. When he dropped off the meds, my dad tried to convince me to make peace with my mum for his sake and said that by refusing to speak to her, I was being selfish because I must know how hard it would make things for him since he had to live with her. Still riding high on that wave of boldness, I told him he was being selfish by expecting me to continue to put up with her abuse, as he always did any time I tried to stand up for myself with him. He got super nasty and vindictive said some extremely hurtful deeply personal things and left as of a few years ago I've now cut contact with him as well I'm finally completely free of both of them and have a great relationship with my sister Now that we're both adults and have a clearer perspective on how our parents parentified me and pitted us against one another as kids I have genuinely awesome people around me these days and still live with that same flatmate. My dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness a little while back and doesn't have much time left, though I'm still not sure how I feel about that. He finally left my entitled mum, who, after relying on him to manage her chaotic mess of a life for decades, is utterly failing to fend for herself. She's well on her way towards ending up cold and alone, which is cathartic for me to know, to be honest. Pathologically entitled, abusive people just deserve to have the people they abuse leave them. It's that simple if you've listened to this all the way through. Thank you getting this all out of my head has genuinely helped It's easy to kind of downplay and normalize crazy stuff that happens to you when it just sits in your mind for years Wow, and there we go leaving potentially the saddest story to last Well, in my opinion that was the saddest story of all three and to be fair I think the most tragic posts that I see on r slash entitled parents are the ones where children like this have literally been abused and neglected for their entire lives. And it's not just one event that's happened and they realize at that moment how entitled a said person is. It's when they realize that their entire lives have been completely changed and kind of ruined by people like those mentioned in this story, like those entitled parents. And they have to rebuild from the ground up really, kind of destroying everything they thought was normal and understanding that, actually, my parents are just terrible people. I mean, not to say that she didn't realize that along the way, clearly she did, OP that is. But having to reset your entire life, move out, move in with people that are actually good people and just go from the beginning again is incredibly hard. Fair play to you and your sister for for getting out of this situation. And it's clear that your entitled parents are just horrible people right they've split up with each other your mum's screwed your dad's not in a much better place even besides the honest and for you too you and your sister to come out the better side of this fair play to you for doing that because i'm sure that a lot of people would not have been able to Karen screams at me for banning her thieving son. For context, I work nights in a gas station. About a week ago, a couple of kids, probably no more than 15 to 16 years old, who are semi-regulars, as in I've seen them a few times before but not enough to know them, came in around 2 a.m. and pulled a runner on me with around $30 in drinks and snacks. As I'm not allowed to chase shoplifters, I do what's required and leave a note for my boss so she can pull the tapes and post the pictures for us, So we can tell them to get out if they're ever stupid enough to come back You wouldn't believe how many thieves actually are in fact stupid enough to come back These two morons in particular. Welp two days ago. I'm working my only weekly day shift and who should walk in? But my pair of thieves and who do they have with them? One of their mothers I immediately buckle down and tell them they need to go now. The following is how the conversation went So the two thieves walk in Uh Uh-uh, you two need to go right now. The first boy said for what the second boy said we didn't even do anything You know exactly what you did and you're banned from the store You can leave on your own feet or leave with a police escort you choose They leave and go back to the car waiting for them at the pump from the window I can see them talking to the woman in the driver's seat gesturing and pointing she gets out of her car And storms into the store why the heck did you tell my son and his friend? They can't be here mom They ran out with nearly 30 dollars in products We do not allow thievery and they're banned from the store. You are welcome to come and get what they need But if they're seen on the property, the police are going to be called. No, my son is not a thief How dare you get me a manager? Gladly She doesn't know my manager has less patience for customer rubbish than I do since the store isn't very big She's already heard this exchange from the office I bring her out and she says exactly what I did. That's a bold-faced lie. My son is a good boy You're targeting him and his friends for no reason. You're welcome to come back and watch the tape for yourself Says my manager. Karen says she'll do just that and once I have proof you're lying I'll be expecting this little slur for homosexual To be fired my manager brings karen into the office. I accompany them being the assistant It's both part of my job and a joyful experience to watch karen's face fall when she finds out her good boy is actually a rotten thief My manager plays the tape and karen sees her son and his friend Clearly identifiable as their only means of a disguise were their school track hoodies pulled up over their hair folks They had their freaking names on the back They were wearing those hoodies as they sat in the car waiting the karen was too stunned to speak at first But eventually remembered how to karen and stormed out shrieking that she'd be calling corpora for what who knows But she's calling anyway Now you would think that no matter what this karen had said or thought before surely after seeing her son and his friend Leaving on a camera in front of her she'd have to change her mind but no she doubles down and that is how you know she's an unbelievable karen fair play to her entitled lady dislikes the thanksgiving dinner we are providing some years ago my wife and i organized a holiday assistance program for our church in october families register for the thanksgiving and christmas giveaways usually the monday before thanksgiving is when we distribute the thanksgiving dinner this included a turkey breast or turkey and all that was needed to make a thanksgiving dinner the amount of food was dependent upon family size so the breakdown was something like this one to two people turkey breast with all the rest these were four to five pounds of just turkey meats three to four people a 10 to 12 pound turkey with all the rest five to six people a 12 to 15 pound turkey with all the rest you get the idea so distribution day arrives and things are going well as we're going to move about 500 families through in four hours i act as the gatekeeper No one in the building without their appointment card and ID. Once in, they sign in with my wife and we bring them all they need as they walk down and head out another door. Somewhere in the middle of this time, my wife comes out to get me as we have a person who is not happy i go in and there is karen she eyeballs me hard in disbelief i'm not in uniform like normal the conversation goes something like this what seems to be the problem i'm here to pick up the dinner for me and my husband and this lady won't give us a turkey note that she sort of sneered with the word lady also my wife is hispanic and does have a small accent when she speaks So most ignorant people assume she's not in charge or intelligence rather than argue She usually just grabs me mom. We are giving you a turkey It's the turkey breast which has more than enough meat for you and your husband further We allocate the turkeys based on family size and we simply do not have any extra to give to you This isn't good enough. We need a turkey note She isn't yelling but all eyes are definitely on us Also, she's holding the box. We gave her with everything in i'm sorry mom Let me take back what you have and i'll see what I can do I take back the box and hand it off to one of the staff and then turn back around. Okay, mom again I'm, sorry. We weren't able to accommodate your wishes today. The exit is this way and you have a happy thanksgiving The karen is dumbfounded Wait, what? Well, you've expressed that this meal wasn't good enough for you And I would never impose upon anyone something they considered substandard so again the exit is this way and have a nice day i walked her to the exit door and as i walked back through the line to the entrance i asked is there anyone else with an issue they need addressing a few audible nopes and a few chuckles were heard but that was that i will point out at christmas time she was able to receive what she signed up for with no complaints so i'm glad she picked up on that we were able to help around 500 families for each holiday and our volunteers loved it entitled people bother me to no end but she was one person in all of that so it was definitely a success and worth it sorry let me get this straight is this woman really complaining about free food on thanksgiving when everyone else in that church is delighted because they're getting free food and they're probably extremely grateful and you and your wife op are doing an amazing job as well as all the other volunteers and staff the one person there is complaining about free food that's insane and also two pounds of turkey per person isn't that loads anyway like more than you could eat unbelievable it really is big group thinks they own the forest because they come all the time a few months ago towards the end of the season in this area i went camping with my friends three women the spot we chose was on a cliff with a great view of a canyon and the creek at the bottom. The area allows dispersed camping and there are very few spots with that view and it's first come first serve. When we arrived, only one spot was left with the view hidden behind trees but only a few feet away. The view could only be accessed by walking straight through our camp. I think there are other spots you can hike to without going through a campsite. On our first night there, a couple, two men, walked into our camp, saying they wanted to see the view. I wasn't super comfortable because you can't trust a stranger in a forest and they were in our space, but they were only there for a few minutes and left. The next day, we went to watch the sunset on the cliff and had left all our stuff lying around camp, when we start hearing cars dogs voices and screaming kids two cars pulled up to our camp and walked right in making themselves comfortable we ran back to see that all of our space was completely invaded kids under our tarp and running around the tent poles people around our fire etc we had a small puppy with us that was terrified of the new dog but these people didn't care a woman explained that they live nearby and love coming to see the view i was in absolute shock at the disrespect everyone is allowed to enjoy nature and it was a public spot but you have to respect if someone is there first at least have the decency to ask as they were leaving well after sunset the same woman said they'd be coming later that night to see the stars my friends were so angry and i was still in shock as they were loading their car i ran up to them and said the first thing that came to mind i asked one of the men Hey, when you come back later, are you planning on bringing the kids? Uh, I'm not sure. Why is that? Replied the man. Well, the thing is, we're out here to do heavy drugs. We're starting in a few minutes and things might get pretty wild and I wouldn't want to expose children to that. You as adults might be able to handle it, but I don't know what will happen. By the way, I don't do any drugs and I only drink occasionally. They never came back, thank God. And hopefully they learned something about respecting people's space. Okay, wow, OP, that's actually brilliant from you. Can you imagine going to see the stars with your children on a nice relaxing night and then instead you just see like, I don't know, a bunch of adults monging out or tripping on acid or something? That'd be extremely scary. Uh, Unless you joined in, then it might be quite fun. Who knows? But yeah, to think of that on the spot and deliver it like that, unbelievable. Because what a normal person would have done, for example, me in that situation, I probably would have said something that would have started an argument. Whereas you just came up with a little piece of brilliance that destroyed them. Unbelievable another snotty entitled racist douche. I am a midwestern white guy of scottish descent If I get too much sun, i'll explode in plaid flames I'm, so white my wife and kids are not my wife and kids are mexican and my presence makes family barbecues Interesting and i've been known to harness the power of my whiteness when police are called because a birthday party for an eight-year-old niece Or nephew gets out of hand now that we have that out of the way one of my mexican sons married a guatemalan woman Needless to say, they speak a lot of Spanish. Occasionally, I find myself out with my daughter-in-law and as a South American woman, she absolutely cannot function without a high enough coffee to blood ratio. So, we're sitting in a certain mermaid-themed coffee shop in a mall, having a conversation, gasp, en espanol. Have you ever wondered how you know if the person that says, this is America and we speak English here, is a racist idiot or just a lazy self-entitled idiot? Well, it's moments like this. When the racist idiot sees two people having a private conversation in Spanish and walks by the white guy to instead harass the pregnant Latin woman. Now, anybody who has ever met a Latina knows that. One, you annoy them at your own risk. This is a good way to find out if a high-heeled shoe can be absorbed rectally. I'll neither confirm nor deny that I already know the answer to this question and two when you anger a latina You will get no help from others. They know better They also don't want to get any of you on them when she starts ripping your vital organs out of your own butts So this racist sea hag hitches up her louboutins clutches her michael kors bag struts past me bends right down in my daughter-in-law's face and screams at the top of her lungs, speak English or go back where you came from, you naughty word. People are destroying this country. My daughter-in-law stands up and without a word, slaps the Gucci sunglasses right off of her face and sits back down. Seahag's Hags head spins around. She takes the time to look around and lays down on the ground, screaming at the top of her lungs that this foreign immigrant terrorist has just assaulted her for no reason call the police call the army she can't wait until everyone figures out that this election is a fraud and trump kicks all of you again naughty word immigrants out Seahag's husband comes running over and is just about to get in my daughter-in-law's face when I stand up Let's just say I absolutely dwarf this guy I stand over six feet tall have a beard down to my chest and I pick heavy things up and put them down again in my spare time As a result, I tip the scales north of 300 pounds and each of my thighs is larger than my daughter-in-law's waist The guy's maybe 5'6", and with $6 in change in each pocket, might weigh 125. I take one look at this guy, and he goes whiter than he already was. And I say, think very hard. Any part of you that touches her, I'm going to break off and force feed to you. Now, go away and take that thing with you, as I point to Seahack. They slink off to sit in a booth on the other side of the coffee shop. Naturally, someone has called the police who show up in short order Sihag immediately launches into her speech about how she was just minding her own business and out of nowhere This crazed islamic terrorist attacked her and started beating the heck out of her And that red beard race traitor beat the heck out of her husband and laughed at him She thinks his nose might be broken. They both need to be in jail now The second cop comes over to our table and my daughter-in-law turns on the waterworks the crazy woman started screaming at me. I was just defending myself. She places a hand on her stomach and my baby. I summon my powers of whiteness and tell the officer, I'm certain this place has cameras. There are at least a dozen witnesses to that woman screaming to raid. And I assure you that my daughter-in-law will not be answering any more of your questions without her attorney presence. The cops take a few minutes to talk to a couple of other people. Look at the security footage and come back to tell us that while my daughter-in-law probably shouldn't have slapped her, it's pretty clear that it was in self-defense. And while they will be filling out a report, they won't be arresting anyone and there we go a beautifully written story thoroughly enjoyed it i mean the icing on the cake there is just calling her sea hag What a lovely lovely name very apt and very lovely i've got to say as well good on your daughter-in-law first of all For standing up for herself But second of all for turning on the waterworks because ultimately she was the one that legally was in the wrong here She was the one that I guess technically assaulted the karen the karen didn't legally do anything wrong Actually, that's not really true. Is it racism is illegal But I guess it might not have shown up on the cameras if there was no audio and that might just go down to hearsay I don't know Good thing that should not get in trouble and a fair play to the police for not arresting anyone although if they were going to arrest anyone it should have been c-hag that's for sure babysitting means paying the kids dental bills here's a fun one years ago i would often babysit my neighbor's nine to ten year old daughter he was a divorced father with a kind of ex that would send spreadsheets of child rearing expenses calculated to the penny and weekly invoices complete with terms and penalties of her own choosing for late payments. He paid big child support and generally paid his invoices on time because she would cut off access to the kiddo if he didn't. His ex, the snake, and I had basic text messaging contact. She and I had a previous dust up because a sudden weather change necessitated a jacket for her kid. We popped into the nearest discount store and I let her pick a jacket The kid loved it, but her mother threw a giant fit at me because it wasn't brand named I blew it off and the neighbor and I laughed about it when he reimbursed me She gave me the silent treatment Darn Time moved forward The father always reimbursed kiddos expenses and encouraged fun and healthy activities One day, he called me and apologized that he was getting held up at work and the kiddo had an orthodontist appointment. He asked me to take her and I agreed and he called the dentist to authorize. We got there and they wouldn't see her without a payment, $225. It was necessary. The kid's braces were hurting her. Dad wasn't available, but I knew he'd reimburse me. So I put it on my credit card rather than call her snake of a mother. The kiddo got patched up, dad reimbursed me. I paid the card and didn't use it. A few months later, I got a past due call from my card company, repeat charges from the orthodontist. I let the dad know and called the orthodontist, who told me that I'd signed an automatic payment agreement. I gave my heck no, I'm just the babysitter speech and didn't get far with them, so I cancelled the card. Dad apologized profusely and reimbursed me. A month later, I get a nasty call from the orthodontist about my card declining, I kindly inform them I'm not the parents and provide the snake's phone number about an hour later The snake is furiously calling and texting me. I silenced my phone and looked later She'd maxed out my voicemail and all of her text messages were about how I was abusing her child by denying the kid medical care One voicemail was from the police letting me know she filed a complaint how I could get a copy for my attorney and inquiring about whether I wanted to file a counter complaint. I sure did. I moved out of state and the prosecutor called me once just to ask questions. Then I never heard back from the prosecutor. Last I heard from the kiddo's grandmother, the snake took a plea bargain. Dad got custody and grandma was enjoying a lot more time with kiddo. Okay, wow when I first read the title of this I thought that what was going to happen did In the sense that I thought that this mum Or any parent might try and charge A babysitter for their kids Or the doctor's appointment, but I did not think That they would then ask them to keep Paying the recurring fees every Single time, even after they've moved State and stopped babysitting the kid Like even, even on our slash Entitled parents, that did not cross my mind I thought it'd be one-off payment for $200 or whatever That doesn't surprise me It's entitled parents, but to do it again and again and again even when they no longer work for you that was beyond my wildest expectations even for this subreddit i guess that just shows how far that that we've come um unreal even i am now surprised when i read stuff on this subreddit after three years of doing so incredible an entitled mum wants to get her entitled kid to drive my new car I got into redditor videos a few days ago and I remembered an entitled parent story that happened to me about half a year ago Well, first of all op you're an absolute legend for watching my videos Second of all guys if you're watching and you are new to my channel, please make sure you hit the subscribe button It's totally free and it makes me feel incredible. So thank you. Anyway, sorry for that. Let's get into this story So for some context, I bought myself a mini cooper se The first fully electric vehicle by mini a few weeks before this story happens where i live in germany electric cars need to have a so-called avas which is acoustic vehicle alerting system turned on when driving below 30 kilometers per hour the avas makes a sound to warn walkers and bikers on the street because electric vehicles normally don't make much noise the one on the mini cooper se kind of sounds like a spaceship Now this will be important for later. Can I just say I actually had no idea this was the case I didn't know that electric cars were required to make a noise when they're going at a certain speed below a certain speed threshold That makes a lot of sense to me because i've always wondered, you know cars that are silent Surely they're gonna you know cause some crashes that is genius now onto the story About half a year ago, we celebrated my grandma's 60th birthday and I took my new mini to get to the celebration I didn't know who else was invited But I didn't really care at the time the ride to my grandma's place was long And I knew that I needed to recharge at my grandma's place or else I couldn't make it back home So I arrive and I see a few people including my entitled aunt and her entitled kid Waiting for me in the driveway to park in the parking lot that they'd prepared for me one next to an outlet where i could charge my car i drove rather slowly because i'd only done this a few times before and i was extra careful therefore the avas system was turned on i get out plug my car into the outlet and we go inside to celebrate after about two hours i wanted to go and check if my car was all right remember guys it was rather new at this time so this was completely normal and to get some fresh air as well i go out and see the entitled aunt and her kid looking at my car The following conversation went kind of like this "Mummy, this car sounded like a spaceship I know sweetie. I don't know why it does that though. Uh guys, can I help you with something? Is this your car? Yes My child wants to drive it. Uh, what I I can drive it for a bit and take him with me if that's what you'd like No, no, uh, he wants to drive it. It doesn't look as complicated as a normal car So i'm sure he can drive it for some context, the Cooper SE has only two pedals and no gear lever because it's electric. Also, when talking about my car earlier, I said that it feels like you're driving a go-kart. Uh, I can assure you that he doesn't want to drive it. It's way more complicated than it looks, but it sounded like a spaceship. So it can't be more than a little toy. I want to drive that spaceship now. Sorry, but I can't allow that. Why not? You're just being selfish sure you can drive for a minute or two in the driveway just here. No, he's just a kid Well, I bet you don't even own that car. It sure is stolen or someone else owns it Uh, no, i've literally got the keys. I pull out the keys and open the car Big big mistake look sweetie and now you can get in she picks up her son and puts him on the driver's seat I'm, very annoyed and angry at this point. Excuse me What do you think you're doing? You've been very rude to me and my little angel, so he deserves to drive your car. Now, the kid obviously couldn't start up the car because it was still plugged in, but he was messing around with the electronics inside, and he tried to actually start the engine multiple times. There's a yellow obvious start switch below the GPS system. Would you please take your kid out of my car? No, he deserves it. That's where I'd had enough. I pushed the entire mum aside and opened the driver's seat door. I take the entitled kid out of my car myself and put him on the floor on his feet what does the entitled butthole do he lets himself fall on purpose and then starts crying that i broke his arm while taking him out of the car of course the mum then starts screaming and shouting about how close her son was to death i really didn't use much force or anything the other family members hear the entitled kids crying meanwhile i unplug my car get into it and drive away So opie's just off he's out of here. That's actually quite a sensible solution to be fair If you stuck around and the kid was crying and it was two people blaming you You could have been in a lot of trouble. So I think that was actually a very good idea on my way back home I had to recharge once and that's where I called the others back and tell them what actually happened They tell me that my entitled aunt tried to call an ambulance and actually was kicked out of the celebration Oh, and also just in case any of you are wondering if this story was fake or not Opie's actually said if you tell me this is a fake story. I'll tell you that you're wrong. Thanks for reading well, that clears that one up then. Oh and also just in case any of you are wondering if this story might be fake Opie actually says at the bottom of this story. If you tell me this is fake, i'll tell you that you're wrong Thanks for reading. Well, I guess that clears it up then He also says in the comments down below that the kid would have been about six or seven years old Which honestly just makes the story even more mad because what are you doing woman? Uh, wh- I don't understand. Has this lady never been in a car before? I mean, what does this lady not understand though, really? Driving a car, by the way, is quite hard. Especially if you've never done it before. Even for me, right? I passed my test a couple years ago and I'm still terrible at driving. In fact, I literally haven't driven since I passed my test. But um, yeah, it's tough to do, especially in a manual car. Like, even if it's an electric automatic car, it's still hard. you got to be aware. you got to have common sense. You gotta be, well, the legal age, 17, 18, whatever it is in Germany, I don't know, but not six or seven, that's for sure. And even on private property, even in a parking lot, you're gonna be have to make turns and that sort of stuff and being able to look over the steering wheel and see where you're going. It's an obvious no. Why? And now, moving on to our second story A wild Karen got arrested with a felony. For some background, I'm a 35 year old father of two boys. I have PTSD due to time overseas. And have the physical scars to match the mental ones. I have an incredible wife that knows me and knows what situations I should avoid My children are amazing, but this story revolves around my youngest son and my service dog James my youngest son has autism and we share a special bond because some things that set him off Also put my teeth on edge spike is my english bulldog. He's my service dog He's well-trained lazy judgmental and overall uninterested in anything. He can't eat He's also very in tune to james and my emotions and will provide a distraction when we get overwhelmed Basically, he's like, oh you're stressed here scratch my butt. You'll feel better and i'll get attention It's a win-win. So now for the story my family recently moved to texas Because we now live very close to an amusement park we got memberships shout out to the park for being amazing when it comes to special needs this particular park in arlington texas has a special program for autistic people they have rooms set aside to chill out if you're overstimulated so you can relax go back out get overstimulated again and around and around you go that is amazing with james we also don't have to wait in lines this is a huge thing and the cause of this story The park has a pass that lets you skip most of the lines and they charge an arm and a leg for this However, with that pass you still end up in a line of the hundreds of people that also have that pass But james gets no lines at all We get a special pass and we go in through the exits the worker signs the pass and we go on the ride James has a favorite ride the log ride There have been days that we'd ride the log ride over and over then eat We also have the food pass which we pay for Then go back to the log ride on this day tom my eldest and james wanted to go on the log ride So we made our way to the exit and left my wife and spike in the shade Because someone's got to stay with him and bulldogs and rides obviously don't mix as we were going into the exit, A woman started screaming at us. I've absolutely no hearing on my right side. Thanks high pressure wave so I didn't consider it worth turning my head to listen to now because we ride this ride almost exclusively the workers on this ride know us by name and sight james even talks to them which is rare we go in show the pass sit and ride this time though tabitha I'll call her tabitha because karen is overused. Good point The woman that was screaming at us as we were walking in through the exits Made her way to where the speedy pass ends at the ride Where a red shirt will check her pass and let her go on her way But she didn't even want to ride She just wanted to yell about us going in through the exits and how we are abusing the system Now anyone that looks at james can see he's all in the world on his own And wouldn't be surprised if he's literally reading the future or talking to aliens. He's awesome The red shirt tries to calm her down Tom is getting upset because he's a normal nine-year-old and adults yelling is uncool James is making his excited sounds and waiting for the log to stop so he can get in we get in and as we float away We still hear tabitha screaming the ride ends and we exit we figured we'd never see tabitha again but obviously as i'm posting this it didn't really go that way tabitha appeared like a dark brother after making the sacrifice elder scrolls reference hooting and screaming she was screaming that just because james is an r word doesn't mean we get extra rights the screaming causes james to let out his super screech now anyone that knows autism knows that autistic kids have superpowers in james's case It's a supersonic ear-shattering high-pitched screech that makes your eyes swim And makes it feel like things in your head are moving that really shouldn't This whole time spike was lying on the ground in the froggy position as bulldogs do Just looking at tabitha like she's a rabid dog But not worth getting up for as we are being screamed at I see two officers approaching from behind tabitha I smile my smile must have broke tabitha because she then hauled off and kicked spike This flips my switch because now my family is literally under attack and I start to react Before I can make contact tabitha is already in the air being half carried half dragged away while being cuffed Now in front of me is a well-dressed and annoyed looking officer he tells us he heard the screech and started heading towards it because they thought a ride broke or something actually bad had happened I take the time to unflip that switch and examine spike. He's limping and crying I feel his hips and feel that his hip is dislocated The officer asked what happened and we all explained what went on from a to z He asks if spike is a service dog. I say yes. He smiles. I'm not really in a smart mood But it catches me off guard He explains that in texas to intentionally injure a service dog is actually a felony By this time park security arrived and issued a trespass order to tabitha The officers ask if I want to press charges. I look at spike and I look back Yes, I say tabitha and her tiny mouse-like husband start to freak out as tabitha is loaded onto a golf cart We hop on a cart too and leave to go to the vet the vet fixed spike and all is well We went back the next day with Spike in a stroller. No one batted an eyelid and everyone loves the bulldog in a stroller. I let people pet him, he's a hoot and the park is an amazing place. I've been contacted by the investigating officer and have given depositions. I may have to testify but I look forward to sitting on the bench with Spike on my lap. Uh, yeah, pretty extreme reaction there from this woman not getting what you want in a certain situation I'm just gonna kick a dog. Why? Well, I don't really know It's not really something that I would do in that situation And I imagine not something that many people would think to do but she did it quite why she did it I'm not really sure a question actually for those of you that know about you know, the law and dogs in general Is it therefore not a felony if you just kick a random dog? Does it have to be a service dog for it to be a felony because if that's the case Shouldn't it have the same sort of punishment if it's a dog or a service dog or just any animal? Kick Kicking any sort of animal is a little bit mad, I think. But yeah, overall, Spike sounds like an absolute legend of a dog and um, definitely sue this woman for as much money as she has because kicking an animal, nah, that's just not on. I work in an antique store. Don't let your child climb in the vase. Seriously, if they break it, you have to buy it. A child, maybe seven years old, got stuck in a very large, very expensive vase today. My boss was on the shop floor. He explained the policy about breakages to the parents of this kid. But he's a child, they squealed. My boss just shrugged and pointed to the policy poster. He pointed out the cameras that caught them lifting their child into said expensive vase for funsies. The stuck child began to panic. I came out of the back to a broken vase and parents threatening to sue. So my boss threatened to call the police in the end the parents did pay for the vase and took their uninjured child away Thankfully basically don't put your kids in expensive vases I feel this should go without saying a cheeky little story to start off today's episode Then I mean to be fair if the kid had gone in the vase himself, you could say, you know what? They're just a kid but the parents putting their own kid in the vase and then saying, you know, what, we're not paying and if you force us to We're gonna sue Why now moving on to our second story? My parents attempt to break up my relationship several times Culminating in the thanksgiving from heck. Okay. This is a long one, but I hope it's worth a listen My wife is a longtime lurker of this subreddit and i've recently started reading these and listening to the stories So I was inspired to post my parents have long been a pain in my butt But for now i'm gonna mainly focus on my thanksgiving from heck and the incidents leading up to it a few years ago I met my future wife on an online dating app We hit it off fairly quickly and the relationship progressed really fast I was in my late 20s and she turned 30 soon after we met We both had a good idea of what we were looking for in a partner and had no interest in games I met her parents within a few months Though I was much more reluctant to introduce her to mine for reasons that will become apparent The problems began almost as soon as I told my folks I was dating someone this was about six months into my relationship as I was reluctant to inform my parents Due to the fact they tried to call the cops on my last long-term girlfriend. I might share that story later. Please do Myself my brother and my parents were having dinner at a local mexican restaurant and making small talk They started asking me questions about my girlfriend, mostly the usual innocent questions But at some points I let slip that she was jewish Boy was that a mistake my parents are hyper conservative christians for years They've been trying to get me to date a girl from our church a good friend of mine But we were never really a match to be a couple and they always expected I would marry someone who was at least christian. I am christian by belief to this day But I rarely have interactions with the church due to some incidents with the priest No, not that kind of incident, but yet another good story for later my dad without missing a beat told me I should break up with my girlfriends he told me that i was going to marry a christian girl and that was that i was fuming and i don't remember the full extent of the rest of that conversation but i told him that i wasn't breaking up with her and the rest of the dinner was tense the next couple of months went about as smooth as you might imagine but i thought i was slowly wearing them down at some point they invited my girlfriend and i over for dinner and i thought there was finally some progress being made nope They got my brother to distract me in another room of the house While they sat down with my girlfriend and explained why they did not think she was good for me They straight up told my girlfriend that she needed to break up with me because I was going to marry a good christian girl They even offered to pay her if she ended up leaving me my girlfriend politely told them off and we left fast forward to november my family is really big on the holidays as i know many are and we had very large extended family gatherings for thanksgiving and christmas i think in my entire life we only missed one of these events i wanted to go and take my girlfriend to meet the rest of the family my parents may have had their heads up their butts but the rest of my family has always seemed great to me the event would be at my grandmother's house this year my mum's mother with a small gathering for my dad's side the day before thanksgiving i talked to my grandmother who was fine with me bringing my girlfriend up so long as she slept in a separate room no problem there's no way i'm gonna have sex with my girlfriend in my grandmother's house anyway I decided to ask my mother as well, not that I needed her permission But i'm an optimist and I hoped that she'd be on board and maybe see my girlfriend having positive interactions with the family Would help the general situation My mother was resistant at first mainly because she was upset that we were getting an apartment together And did not want to encourage the relationship further, but eventually she agreed I should also note I set some very clear boundaries with my mother about conversation for this trip Which she brushed off as unnecessary, but I have my guard up nonetheless We head out to my grandmother's city and frankly the first day is nothing but pleasant My girlfriend gets to meet both of my grandmothers some of my cousins and other extended family We're having a fairly good time and I think things are actually going to go well Until my girlfriend and I decide to go to a movie We are going to go and see Arrival in theaters My brother who is five years older than me wants to tag along he rode up with my parents My girlfriend and I came up in my car So my brother has to ride with us to the movie The three of us sit together and my girlfriend and I snuggle through most of it It was a fantastic movie and the ending made me cry My girlfriend held me as the credits rolled but I think all the cuddles had not sat well with my brother who was single He got up and I will never forget what he said Or the malicious tone in which he said it too bad Mum and dad will never let you marry her because she's jew My brother jogged out of the theater before either my girlfriend or I could muster up a response We sat there a bit dumbfounded for a few minutes Eventually the house lights went up in the theater and we tried to formulate a plan I have no idea where my brother is at this point, but he can't go too far considering we drove him I decided to call my folks considering I have no clue where he is and I really don't want to talk to him at this point To my surprise my mother sides with me and tells me it's all right if we just leave him He can get an uber back We half consider it but we find him on the way out and my girlfriend who is used to dealing with buttholes and children in her job Completely cows him with words. He silently rides back with us We drop him off and my girlfriend and I go have dinner by ourselves We debate just leaving entirely but decide my parents themselves have not crossed any of the boundaries we set So we're gonna stay for now It wouldn't take them very long though that same evening I was getting ready to watch some netflix in bed with my girlfriend Nothing untoward was going to happen She just likes falling asleep to the great british baking show as I walk past the living room My mother calls me in and complains that I am not spending enough time with my family I'm a bit angry at this common manipulation tactic from my mother, but I go and chat for my grandmother's sake my mom tries to tell me that my grandmother is upset with me That my girlfriend and I are planning on moving in together before we're even married I decide that my grandmother does not need my mother being a mouthpiece for her So I sit on the couch in between the two of them and face my grandmother My grandmother and I chat She's a bit worried about me moving in with the woman while unwed But we calmly discuss the situation She doesn't back down on her objection but eventually concedes that it's my life she likes my girlfriend and she's happy for us regardless this entire time my mother has been constantly trying to butt in on the conversation but i am physically putting myself between her and my grandmother which is just annoying her even more eventually my father sees what's going on and also butts in apparently he can't contain himself anymore and just goes off about everything he sees wrong with my relationship I can't remember his exact gripes, I likely tuned them out, but I did call him a coward for talking rubbish behind my girlfriend's back. She was in her room still waiting on me. This really angered him and he stormed out to fetch my girlfriend He came back with her in tow and proceeded to tear into her in front of me My mum, and my grandmother who was mortified. That this was happening in her house He said my son will be christian his wife will be christian his children will be baptized in our church He was almost screaming at her He also basically accused her of trying to steal my inheritance by getting knocked up by me And added some very inappropriate commentary about how he knew my girlfriend was getting older and her biological clock was ticking down Through the whole tirade my wife stood there quietly Like I said, she's used to dealing with buttholes and she's tough as nails Letting him finish up and run out of energy my girlfriend turned to my grandmother and thanked her for her hospitality Before turning back to my father and asking him Why did you even invite us here if you were going to act like this? My dad yelled again. We did not invite you here We never would have invited you here At this point I gleefully pulled out my phone and showed him the conversation i had had with my mother where she literally agreed for my girlfriend to be here My dad couldn't find the words but just glared at his wife at this point I told them that my girlfriend and I were leaving. It was near 11 o'clock But we packed up my car and left for our hometown My dad got in one more word before we left saying you two better have broken up by the time you get home Have a long hard think about your future to which i just laughed as we got in the car my girlfriend and i drove home on pure adrenaline we alternated between angry humiliation and frustration at the absurdity of the whole thing this story does have something of a happy ending though in the days that followed we got a lot of calls and messages of support from my relatives who i hadn't told about the incident it turns out my brother had made some vague social media posts about how sad he was for me and asking everyone to pray for my brother Apparently many of my relatives took this to mean i had been hurt and were all calling my mother and father When my parents were forced to explain the situation All of my relatives sided with my girlfriend and I in the months that followed this incident caused my grandmother To think back on how she acted with her own daughters It turns out that my mother had been the only marriage out of three daughters My grandmother had actually approved of this incident made my grandmother realize that she'd acted poorly with her other daughters and she came to them to finally mend those old wounds I had no idea It always seemed like my grandmother and her daughters had a great relationship But these were old wounds that are just scabbed rather than really healed overall my family got closer because of this incident in addition my father has had a dramatic change over the course of the intervening years where once it seemed like we were not going to invite my parents to our wedding My dad ended up actually being the happiest person there when my girlfriend now wife and I tied the knots This has been helped by the fact that he discovered some underlying mental health issues after that thanksgiving And the meds he is using are truly helping him. He started acting like the father. I loved when I was a kid My mother is still a problem and boy do I have more stories But she's mostly behaving because she knows my wife and I can and will block her from seeing her future grandchildren Now this was a truly great story not very often do we see entitled people in the stories that I read to you guys Actually, you know improve their lives understand the mistakes they've made in their past and actually become better people It's so crazy to see that that has happened with the vast majority of the people that were the problem in this story op I mean your dad is one thing but your grandmother to go back with her own daughters and say, you know what? I'm, so sorry about how I acted and and didn't approve of your marriages and you know Let's try and heal those wounds of so many years ago is amazing So ultimately i've got to say well done to you and your girlfriend for standing up to these people and you know making them change their ways and really consider it all in a different perspective And go back and correct their mistakes. It's amazing to see I wish the same could be said about your mother But unfortunately, um, I don't think she's quite there yet And if that is true about her just wanting to see her grandchildren And that's the only reason why she's being nice to you and your girlfriend your wife now and that is very very sad I'm, not gonna lie. Hopefully, you know enough conversations with her own mother with your dad her husband can make her understand that There's no reason to be like that just accept That Your your son is very happy in a lovely relationship. Just be nice entitled. Karen wants free pizza forever Get banned instead So i'm a store manager for a large chain pizza place that charges a bit more than the competition But makes an arguably better product. We try to always believe the customer and make them happy if something is wrong We have a loyal base of regulars who order often as well as a lot of other business from randoms in the several nearby hotels. So it's Friday night, an entitled Karen calls in an order, a very simple pepperoni and jalapeno pizza. The driver delivers it. 30 minutes later, I'm asked to talk to an angry customer on the phone. It is the Karen. Is this the manager? I've been on hold for over half an hour. Now that is impossible, but okay. I'm very sorry about that mom. What seems to be the problem? I'm at the hotel and your driver was so rude and my pizza is burnt I'm, very sorry to hear that the pizza was not up to our quality standards Can I make you another and send it out? No, don't bother. You've already ruined my kids dinner and they're crying now. Give me a credit Now that by the way is a major red flag. Okay, mom i'll credit your number and when you order next it will be free I'm, very sorry again. Have a good night Whatever then she hangs up I credit the number and think, whatever, that's the end of it. Roll on Saturday night. A colleague again says to me, Hey, this lady on the phone wants to speak to a manager. Hello, thank you for holding. This is the manager. Are you all idiotic? How long does it take to answer the freaking phone? I'm sorry, what? You've only been on hold for a moment while my employee got me. Don't freaking tell me how long I've been on hold. I know how long I've been on hold for. I was groaning inwardly already. A fun customer. Yippee, uh, i'm sorry Mum. How can I assist you? My pizza is burnt and you have the rudest freaking delivery driver They practically threw the pizza in my face a light bulb clicked at the story. I've dealt with this lady before I'm, sorry to hear that. I'll definitely talk to the driver about it um, can I make you a new pizza to replace the one you've said is burnt? No, give me a credit. Okay, mom. Uh, to ensure our quality standards are being met, can I have a driver come and pick up the burnt pizza so I can talk to my production staff about it? No, we we ate it. Wait, you, you ate the burnt pizza? Yes, we were starving and couldn't wait for a remake. Uh, just give me a credit. What, for the pizza you ate? Well, it was freaking burnt. Let me speak to a manager. I am the manager. No, I want to speak to your manager. You're being so rude and disrespectful. It's because I'm black, isn't it? You freaking racist POS. Mom, one, stop cussing. Two, I have no idea what you look like or who you are, but- And she cuts me off that's right you idiot you don't know who the frick i am but you're about to find out she then hangs up before i can say anything else being as she was extra i let my district manager know about a possible complaint on my behavior and i said what actually went down just as i get off the phone with her i hear yelling in the lobby it was her where is that idiotic racist manager i step around the partition and see a cow of a woman wearing tacky bright green and orange with red shoes what an image of an outfit that is by the way guys that is astonishing can i help you I'm already done with this person because I know exactly who it is What you gonna say something to me now? Give me a dang refund for my burnt pizza and I want gas money as well for driving over here You didn't pay for any pizza. It was free and we don't reimburse gas for people driving to the store What you think this is a freaking joke? You're gonna give me my freaking money or it's gonna go off in this building now I am 100% done at this point get out what the f did you say get out of the store you can't tell me to leave this is a public space no mom it's a private business and you are no longer allowed i'm refusing to serve you leave now or i'll be forced to call the police f you f you she continued to bellow this until the police arrived. i had to hear every sing-song version of f you for about five minutes the police said to me do you want to trespass sir Yeah, uh, she isn't welcome here anymore. I replied now the police in our town are super cool with us because we give them special discounts And occasionally donate a stack of pizzas to the precincts the policeman who was just outside the main door easily hurt me Okay, so you are now being trespassed. He said to the woman do not come here Do not linger in the parking lot or you will be arrested This applies for every single chain of the pizza store. Not just this one The defeated look on her face when he said that was almost worth the cost of admission. Yes, not the most epic of endings I know, but what can you do? I don't know, OP. Personally, I think that ending was pretty good, you know? Everyone got the justice that, that they deserved, and you know, you got on with your day, and this horrible Karen was banned for your pizza store. Good stuff, no? I mean, maybe it might have been better had you got some sort of reaction out of her, and you know, had her actually arrested, but overall, pretty realistic ending to just say, no, you're banned for trespassing, do not come here again, and don't try and use the same techniques to get a free pizza time after time. How stupid do you have to be? Surely at that point, when you get the first credit for the pizza, you, you take the pizza and you run you go to a different store maybe and try a technique again you don't try it at the same restaurant with the same manager the same staff they're gonna remember your voice they're gonna know who you are they're gonna say oh just the other day someone used the same technique and got some credit off me i wonder if they're the same person oh wait yes they obviously are how dumb can you be take the free pizza and run now moving on to our next story entitled mother gets her parcels delivered to my home this story is something that happened to me and my fiance fairly recently we recently bought our first home together in a nice quiet area in the north of england if you're not familiar with the british postal system basically we get letters delivered through flaps in our front doors and parcels that are larger than the letterbox get handed to us if we are in if we're not in they get given to a neighbor and we can collect them later if no one can take them they get taken back to the depot where they sit or are returned to the sender so, last month we were just settling into our new home, and my fiance bought some clothes online for a local gym he wanted to join. I was in the house the day of the delivery, as I was expecting it, and I'm working from home. When the delivery lady arrived with the parcel, there were two. I thought nothing of it at first and put it in the garage for my fiance to open later on. When he came in from work, he rushes to open his delivery like it was Christmas. And to his surprise, the second parcel was not for him. It had our address on, but no name. We were both confused at this point and thought it may be for one of the neighbors and that they would collect it later. Time goes by and we get a note through the door that reads, Hey, my son got his parcel delivered to your house call me on insert number here so i can come and collect it again we thought it was a neighbor so my fiance called the number for a woman to answer and say she'll be over shortly to collect the parcel it turned out she lived across the town and her son chose our address to have it delivered to look we thought this was weird but we assumed it must have been a mistake anyways we thought that was the last of it but the next day i get two more parcels for this lady's son again with no name but with our address on the package at this point i'm thinking it was a mistake on their part or possibly they used to live here anyway they came to collect their parcels and all was well but guess what more and more parcels over the next week arrive for this lady's son at this point i'm starting to get really annoyed by this as even though i work from home i can't leave meetings constantly to collect parcels that aren't even ours so the next day when the parcel lady comes i just tell her sorry this isn't for me and you're gonna need to return it to the sender so off she goes and takes the parcel back to the depot a few hours later i hear a knock at the door and guess who The entitled mother is standing there with her son now. I hate confrontation So my memory of the conversation is a bit hazy But she was furious that we denied her parcel and now she had to wait for it to be re-delivered I told her she needs to get her parcels delivered to her own home as it's weird and inconvenient for me Like I don't even know this lady She then tells me it's easier for her to get them delivered to my home as i'm always in and she isn't now look, maybe this would be possibly okay if I was friends with her and she'd asked me beforehand But she lives across town and shows a random address for her parcels Anyways, she leaves and I think that finally maybe this is the end of the story But parcels keep showing up and for the next week. I politely tell the parcel lady They aren't mine and to return to sender after a week of doing this. I stopped getting the parcels So I guess she finally got the message How entitled must this woman have been to think it's okay to get parcels delivered to a random person's home That she doesn't even know because it's easier for her I really hope she wasn't doing this to someone else after me. But it was satisfying to know that she would have to wait twice as long for her parcels because they were returned to sender. All right, now this one, guys, I'll be honest. I don't understand this at all because how would you ever like initially find the address of this random person? So OP in this in this story, that's the address that this Karen has eventually found of somebody who's willing to open packages and, and have Karen collect them. But what if you were doing this just from the off? Like when you first started doing this, You have to select a random address right i guess relatively near to you but not too near that you know the person how do you know my point is how do you know that the address that you're sending your packages to the person who lives there isn't just going to take the packages as their own Like, how do you know they're just going to hold them why would they not either take it as their own if they were a bit you know naughty i guess or just say no that's not mine and return it how can you know for sure that the person is just going to hold the packages and wait for you to come there I don't get it and also is it worth all this fuss just because you're not at home when the package might come to know that you're going to be able to get the package off the person who is at home like I, I, as you can probably tell i have a lot of questions here about this story it's a very very strange one i think i, I I'm, I'm just a little bit shocked i don't really know what's going on there at all i mean just looking at the comments here on reddit a lot of people uh, a lot cleverer than me are saying maybe there was something illicit or illegal in the packages And that that was why this woman, this Karen, couldn't risk them going to her home. They were going to yours instead. And that would make a lot of sense. Because I'll be honest, guys. I don't understand why anyone would send packages to a different address. It makes no sense to me. Apart from if this might be the reason. If this is the reason, first of all, it makes complete sense. Second of all, OP, you're in danger, I reckon. Because, you know, you, you can't be too careful with this sort of stuff. And if you're accidentally carrying or it looks like you're ordering illicit substances or whatever you could be in big trouble so um yeah i reckon call the police on this one This is why I read the comments of the reddit always after I read a story because everyone there is much more clever than me And likewise all you watching right now, you're also more intelligent than me So if you guys have any better idea as to what might be going on here, please leave your comments Your conspiracy theories your solutions to what OP could do down below and uh, hopefully we can all find a A common solution to what might be going on here because it's very perplexing for, for sure Mum books the ice rink for the wrong day and expects us to share for some background I am an adult figure skater and I practice in a big group of other adults. There are skaters going from beginners up to former elite skaters. During Corona, the public rink we usually skate in has been closed, and occasionally, we've rented a private rink for an hour to skate. It's a lot more expensive than our ordinary practice, but you do what you must. Also, it's incredibly hard to get these time slots since the demand is so high. Skating is a corona safe sport. No worries. Only eight of us go on the ice and we all change outside It's all correct by our laws a few months ago We'd rented the ice and arrived at our time since we are responsible and change outside. We couldn't see what was happening inside Once me and one of the other skaters were ready to go onto the ice we headed inside But by the rink side we found about 10 parents and something like 15 to 20 children aged three to six years One of the mums the entitled mum of this story approached me with a worried expression are you the ones that rented the ice yes i you see we were just informed that we booked the wrong day um apparently we booked next week this time but we're here today oh i'm so sorry to hear that what a bummer the mum then looks at me and the other skater is it just the two of you the others are still tying their skates on outside and only the two of us had come inside at this point No, unfortunately, it's a whole group of us. Oh, can't we split the ice half and half? Uh, no, we're not here to joy skates. We're practicing seriously for several reasons The first and foremost, it's incredibly dangerous if I run into a child I'm gonna hurt it badly and I risk hurting myself too, but I mean it's your kid Do you want its face sliced up now i would never ever let my non-existing kids on the ice during a serious practice secondly we rent the rink to be able to practice freely half the rink only makes it impossible to practice your program and thirdly children usually drag a lot of mud onto the ice either on their overalls or the parents on their shoes when they walk onto the ice to help them when they fall dirt and mud is a big no-no for skaters It'll wear them out quickly, and we'll have to pay for resharpening. Okay, so at this point, I kind of felt sorry for them. We all screw up sometimes, and it sucks. It can't be fun to reschedule an entire event like this, and I get that. It's what happens next that makes this story entitled the mum goes to the other parents and I hear her saying silently I guess you could come next week if that fits you Then she goes to the children points at us and says loudly these people don't want you to skate They want it all for themselves with a super accusing tone like we personally were responsible for her mistake I ignore her and step onto the ice together with the other skater This commotion already cost us a few minutes of our short time I see one more from our group enter the rink and the entitled mum speaks to her, too I can't hear it though This woman later confirmed to me that the entitled mum tried the same trick on her Guilting her into letting them share the ice and then even asked if the children who were now all out of their skates Could at least walk out onto the ice to touch it Since they were all wearing shoes and the mud rule still applies my friend declines Also when the ice is newly resurfaced, it's crazy slippery and very hard to walk on There's a big risk of falling over and hurting yourself The rest of our group arrives and we start warming up half a minute later The entitled mum opens the gate and lets two of the children run straight onto the ice I wave at her to get them back off the ice and she waits purposely before she tells them to come back Only they don't listen. She lets them slide around however much they want Eventually she has to walk out on her muddy shoes to pick them up and go back. Not a sorry Not anything and that's that not the worst entitlement overall, but it still boils my blood Especially how this entitled mum tried to blame us in front of the kids Kids are usually very fond of looking at us skating actually since it looks cool And when we skate publicly we often show off whatever they want to see or teach them something I hate to be accused of being the bad guy yeah, I completely agree with op obviously people can make mistakes, but you know just admit that you've made your mistake Yeah, it's annoying because you've brought your kids down loads of other parents I'm not really sure to be honest how that is going on during covid times That's something to think about given that, you know op has said that they only had eight people on the ice But hey forget about that that might be a problem on its own But yeah, once you realize that you've made a mistake and op and her skaters have only got an hour on the ice get out of there It's annoying, but i'm sorry. You haven't booked it. It's next week. You can always come back next week Just get out of there go to something else Don't disrupt these guys training and don't try and you know half do it say yeah Give us half the ice and you can just have half if they've booked the entire rink they're gonna need the entire rink i mean come on that's only fair and now moving on to our second story of today's episode he was white like everyone else the other day i was driving around town getting errands done one of those was to get a new controller for my pc i've got a friend who works at the gamestop in town so i swung by as i'm entering i notice a woman with her child standing front and center at the counter with my friend at the register i start to tune into the conversation After all of this happened my friend filled me in on the details. So i'll start right before I entered the woman said I'd like to get my money back for this game My husband bought it from here last week, but it isn't the actual game my son wanted Now my friend who was working behind the register said sure thing The game was still in plastic wrap unopened and he started the process. Do you have the receipt for this purchase? No, why would I need that? It's 2021 everything should be digital now you should have a record of it uh yeah that isn't something i have do you have a reward card with us it would show the purchase karen takes out her reward card my friend checks it and only sees the initial activation of the card on her account this is also about the time i entered the store i'm sorry this doesn't have a purchase for this game well it was taken out of my credit card she then takes out her phone and shows my friend her full purchase history of her credit card See, I made a purchase on my card my friend visibly uncomfortably glances at the phone and sees an unitemized purchase at that store For a lot more than the purchase of a single game I'm, sorry. This doesn't show this game's purchase just that this card was used to make a large purchase here And I don't think I could use this as proof anyway What I can do is put the amount on a rewards card for store credits now This is when the karen starts to raise her voice what do you mean so because i spent more money here i'm getting screwed i want my money back this is ridiculous i want to speak to your manager my friend informs her that there is no manager in the store that they are the only current employee on site she doesn't take that news very well obviously then who do you call you must have someone to call if this place blows up my friend then begins to call local stores for their manager or see if one of the district managers happens to be there unfortunately none pick up i'm sorry mom i can't get a hold of another store's manager and our district manager is quarantined due to covid why can't you call them then if they're quarantined all they should be doing is answering the phone all i want is my money back okay look if i knew who you bought the game from maybe i could verify it do you recall the employee's name i don't he was white like everyone else that lives in the states some guy i don't know why would i need a physical receipt it's 2021 nothing should be physical look it up on your computer i'm sorry but i can't do that the most i can do for you is give you the store credits I had by now decided that I would stay in the store to keep an eye on things and ensure she didn't accuse my friend of anything, as well as keep an eye on the child who was not being attended to and was just wandering the store. Mind you, her son was just hanging out, seemingly unbothered by the fits his mother was causing. However, I tuned out the conversation as an advertisement for a game came on the store TV that made it very hard not to laugh at the parallel. The advertisement went, When someone thinks they're in the right, That's when the real cruelty in people starts to come out. So what do you say? Are you really right? When I tuned back in karen was accepting the store credits in a tone as if she'd won the argument She then went on a rant about this all being her husband's fault and that the store should be more open about options to return products She took the digital currency and left with her son who'd not said a word the entire time My friend then turned and gave me an exasperated sigh. I was so done I didn't even bother to ask if her or her husband had signed up for digital receipts. I mean, it's 2021 after all, right? Oh my God, guys, look, I'll be completely honest. If I was the employee in that situation, and look, I've said this multiple times now, I don't think that my sort of personality would do very well in retail, dealing with customers like this. But honestly, you put me in that situation. I, generally, I should do that for a video. Go and work a day in retail and see what sort of customers, you know, come about because I don't think I'd do very well there at all. Pretty much what I'm saying is, I think I'd lose my temper. And lose my head and just say you know what i can't be bothered with this and just leave and tell the Karen to just get out of the store because like how can you deal with someone like this it's 2021 after all you know so uh as the Karen says we're in modern times now you should realize that of course you're going to need some form of proof of a purchase receipts are still a thing i mean come on what do you expect this person to do say oh yeah i remember your face from that time two weeks ago when your husband bought this like, it doesn't make any sense how are they going to know that it's just a it's just a mess realistically and i feel bad for the employee and i honestly feel bad for the kid because you know what is mad about the kid yeah their lack of reaction is very telling because it just shows to me that um their mum does this sort of thing on the regular take me for example if i'm with my mum and um she's a pretty normal lady and she goes up and starts you know shouting at a store employee i'm taking note of that i'm going to myself what is going on here i'm not just wandering around the store willy-nilly just you know looking at the games i'll be getting involved even if i was like five i'd be like what is going on my mum's doing something that is out of the ordinary and the whole point is the kid doesn't care and is so oblivious to the fact that his mom's just ranting and just like you know what it's completely normal for me let's move on i feel bad for the kid the employee and ultimately every woman called karen because they're being tarnished by people like this and there we go guys that is gonna do it for this special movie again a big thank you to roman for sponsoring this one and making it possible it's sponsors like that that really keep my channel going so if you want to support me and the future of the channel click the link down below so you gotta do click the link if you did enjoy the movie leave a like on the episode give me a nice review if you're on a podcast platform and watch another one again link down below or on screen with that being said i'll see you guys tomorrow with a brand new reddit episode take care